People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Wrestling fans, and welcome to another episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. This is episode 45, and more importantly, this is the final episode of 2018. Can you believe it? No, I can't. <laughs> it's, it's been a it's been a long, hellacious year for myself, and uh, I, I'm just I'm like even now as we're recording, it's just like holy shit, we're at episode 45, and wow, yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, I'm Matt, that's Joe talking, hey. and we are your 20 by 20 ring crew, and we've been doing this for, you and I have been doing this for over a year, uh, you guys have been listening to us for the past 45 weeks. 45 weeks. 45 weeks, yeah, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it just kind of, it, it all just kind of just mushes together, and yeah, it does. this is the final episode of, of, of 2018, and we started it last week, and we felt that it'd be appropriate to yet again, kind of like do a whole step back and and just recognize 2018 for what it was professional wrestling, and it's very easy, just like this podcast, to where it all kind of gets mushed together sometimes. And um, I've been I've been I've been reading past going through past uh, events reading past results, and I was like, holy shit, man, this has been one of those crazy, crazy busy years. And I said it in last week's episode, and I, can, and I will continue to stand by this. I don't care who doesn't like it. We are <laughs> <laughs> we are in the midst of yet another golden age of professional wrestling, mm-hmm. and, it's, and, and the signs all point to it only getting bigger. And 2018, if, if, if 2018 was the starting point, I would say 2017 would be more of a starting point, but 2018 yeah. was was like the first official lap. Okay. I can only imagine what 2019 is going to hold for us. And we'll get to that later in the show. But 2018 in a nutshell it was a very exhausting year for you and I both. Had a lot of ups and downs in our personal lives, of course. But, uh, but overall, it's been such a fun, fun time. Because no matter what was going on in our lives, whether it was good or bad, we had something to watch, something <laughs> yeah. you know, something to, to, to lean on. And, and man, like when you, no matter what media you have in your life, whether it's music or or you know, TV, movies, video games, etc. You know, if you, can, you know, for us, we have those things, but we also have our love for pro wrestling since we were little kids. And you know, not that we ever stopped watching, but like. Just now, in, in in these last few years, it's kind of taken on a whole new meaning for us. At least for me, I'm not gonna put you, you know, speak for you. I'll let you do that for yourself. <laughs> but it just it just has like this whole new meaning again, where it's not only entertaining, but it's it speaks. It, it just it just ha- I don't I don't want to say like it's life altering, life changing for me, but it's just it's more than just something to throw on the television. It's must see. There's times where it's exhausting. You you are uh, 
mentally and and emotionally drained by some of the stuff we've talked about in certain matches that took place. But not only that, but it's just you're 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 into the characters, you're into the storylines, you're into the gimmicks, the rivalries, both the the real and the the, the fake ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's whether you know it, it, you 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 lean towards just a couple of of. Uh, wrestling promotions or one wrestling promotion or if you're like us and try to absorb as much as you physically possibly can it's just it's one of those things where there's always something there and it's it's been a hell of a ride and i don't want to say this because i've said this before but it's almost sad to see it end but that only means that something brand new is going to happen around the corner so uh this is what we're going to talk about in today's episode ladies and gentlemen we're going to wrap up 2018 by reminiscing a little bit of, of the year that was, some of the best and worst of, <laughs> of 2018. So, But before we do that, in a nutshell, what has 2018 in professional wrestling meant to you? Um, in a nutshell, it, it's, meant, it's meant a lot of things, but uh, I think the most exciting aspect for myself is the, the elevated storytelling. Um, you know, I've been watching wrestling for 37 years now of my life, and I think now more than ever, it is more apparent to me, I'm more aware of it, that obviously there, you know, when, when the effort is put in to tell a story in professional wrestling, it happens, and then depending on who's trying to tell the story, there's it becomes complex and multi-layered layered and beautiful and done in such a distinct way that no other medium can reproduce yeah and again you know i i agree with matt we're we're in another boom we're in another boom in the industry and through my eyes when it comes to the subject of storytelling it's kind of all led by one guy and then everybody else kind of follows and, and I don't mean that in a bad way I don't mean like I'm not trying to say that they mimic him or things of that nature but what I will say is he's causing them he, he by by his performance he's forcing them to up their game and it isn't just individual performers although you will have you know, other performers up their game because they like what he's doing. Like, hey, if he can do that, I could do this. Right. But, I mean, let's face it, whole companies have kind of had to change because of what this guy has brought to the table. And I'm talking about Kenny Omega. Um, like him or not, he's a big influence in this industry right now. And it's undeniable. Yeah, you know whether again whether you like it or not, good or bad. I mean, I've I've heard both sides of the story, to where it's like, wait a minute, you you know this guy, not not that long ago was having wrestling matches with blow up dolls and little girls and yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But you know, you look at the context that they were done in. They they each tell a different story, and sometimes it is meant to be strictly humorous. And then you have his you know one hour plus match with Kazuchika Okada for a very prestigious title 
and it is hard to grasp that that is the same guy yeah. that super kicked a little girl. <laughs> you know, it's like, holy shit. But his dedication to the craft has completely paid off. He has everybody's eyes and continues to do so, even as we record right now. I mean, there, there's no... Everybody's still talking about what is to come of Kenny Omega in, in the foreseeable future. And and his other stable mates in the elite. But for all intent and purposes of this conversation right now, I'm talking about Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, as you... To piggyback what you were saying, has definitely changed the game. And a lot of companies will not admit to that. You know, um, obviously... WWE being one of those, but even even companies like uh, like Impact Wrestling wouldn't want to give credit to just one guy because it doesn't look good to give credit where to just one guy in in the company you know in, in the entire industry. But you look at everything that how, how it's changed. Whether they are piggybacking off what Kenny Omega has done or not, it, it's undeniable that Omega was doing it first. You know, whether it was the whole idea of finally bringing talent from other companies and meshing them together. I'm not saying that was Omega's idea per se, but it was with the, the help of guys like Omega who was in the forefront of doing that, that helped bring that idea over that guys can go anywhere at any time. You're starting to see that a little bit in WWE, though I personally don't see that lasting. But you look at what they're doing with the NXT UK brand. It's in order for it to work, you you bring guys and girls in, and not sign them to exclusive contracts for the, for the for now, and allow them to still go elsewhere. And guess what? They're they're wearing NXT UK shirts at. You know the, the I think it's WXW shows and and and, and uh, uh, Progress Wrestling and things of that nature. And again, you and I have talked about that amongst ourselves. We don't see that lasting forever, but for now, that's the that's the way to get people to kind of yeah. go come to you know feel comfortable signing with you as far as the international flavor is concerned. But more importantly, too, Impact Wrestling. Look at how that company has changed itself around. To the whole idea of, you know, you have Impact Wrestling, but you you have all these, especially small independent promotions within one show that are being represented and advertised as such. It's that open door mentality. You know, you can come and go as you please. You know, hopefully you continue to do shows for us, you know, or, or we sign you to do X amount of shows for us. Come do our tapings, come do our peer reviews. But when you're not doing our stuff, which, you know, we only do X amount of shows a month anyways, go do whatever you want. Yeah, go work. <laughs> yeah, go do whatever you want. You don't have to sit at home and wait for us to give you a call. You know, you know where, where we're going to be at. Just be there, you know, or whatever the contract says. But that's uh, this whole idea that wrestling can change for the better was definitely brought to, to the forefront by a guy named Kenny Omega. And when he says change the world, you know, at, at first, 
you know, you hear that and say, okay, well, that's that's a cool, that's a cool saying. Don't know what it means really, <laughs> but I say I'd be damned. The guy wants to literally change the world, at least the wrestling world. The wrestling world, yeah. You know, and it's not just something to put on a T-shirt. You know, not to him. Not to him. And, and that's what sets him apart. You know, he he makes comments like that, and yeah, they become catchphrases and things like that, and they get put on T-shirts, but. He's the one that's doing it. He's the he's the catalyst in all this. Right. And and that's what I'm that's where all my praise for Kenny Omega comes from. I'm not saying he's the fucking end all be all because I don't think that exists, but he's he's up there. I mean, he's the only one that has taken the chances that he's taken. No one else has. You know, and this is where people have a problem with accepting him. It's like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so did this, so-and-so did that. Yeah, but guess what? It was because of Kenny Omega. Yeah. Kenny Omega's out there literally literally trying to change an entire industry. Yeah. You know, he's the guy going in, you know, Forbes magazine doing, you know, he they, they would have interviews with Kenny Omega, and he's sitting there, I would like to wrestle this guy. I would like to wrestle Chris Jericho. And then it happens. You know? How many other companies and or performers can sit there and say that? Realistically. It's this... He, he's, he's on a different level. Mm-hmm. And, again, there's just... A, there's no denying it. Whether you hate it or you like it. There's no denying it. But that's what sets him apart. You, you have to even just start with... Which is Kenny Omega in in New Japan? Uh, Japanese wrestling, for those who don't know, is is very traditional wrestling. You don't see a lot more beyond singles matches and tag team matches. Kenny Omega has been involved in some of the most groundbreaking situations in New Japan alone. Uh, going back to when he was uh, wrestling for the Intercontinental Title, the ladder match with yeah. Michael Elgin. That's huge. That <laughs> yeah. was such a huge thing before the match even started because it was a ladder match that has never been seen before in New Japan. Completely untraditional by their standards. Another thing that's that's pretty basic here in, in the United States that we saw this year is three-way matches. Three, yeah, again, three, not, not, not a thing that's done in not, New not, Japan. Not, not, not a very common thing. Kenny Omega defended the IWGP heavyweight title in a, in a three-way match against Cody and Kota Ibushi and tore the house down. Great I w- match. I want to say it was the second time ever in the promotion. Yeah. yeah and second time ever since 1972. So, You know, so that's... Do the math. You know, <laughs> that's one, like, what, every 25 years? <laughs> something, something like that. You know, I mean, so... Kenny Omega was involved in that. You know... Kenny Omega was was the poster boy for bringing New Japan to the United States because well, who else who, who who are you gonna have represent the company? Oh, it's gonna be Kenny Omega, and and, and Kenny Omega not only wanted that or, or or not Kenny Omega not only accepted that, but he would have had it no other way. He wanted to do this. He wanted to take win this United States Championship, which he won last year. And make it mean something, represent it well. And the second, only the second time 
that that title was defended was in a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Yeah. A, a New Japan title being defended in a Ring of Honor, a, a United States company event. You and I were there. He Me defended too. against Yoshihashi that night. Yes, he defended it first against Juice Robinson, if I believe. Yes. Uh, in Japan. But then, you know, again, came to, came to Illinois, came to Chicagoland. And defended it there, and that's that, again. These are huge things because that that doesn't that doesn't happen. You don't defend New Japan titles in the United States under a different company's under banner, a different company's no banner. Less. Yeah, <laughs> you don't do that. And Kenny Omega was was a part of that. And again, this this isn't this is this is not by coincidence. It is completely by design. You know, Kenny Omega understood that he was not going to win the title at Wrestle Kingdom in twenty seventeen. He had, but they had. He had different ideas, though. He had different ideas, and that was to take New Japan Pro Wrestling and bring it to levels that's never been before without the IWGP Heavyweight Title. And that's no disrespect to Kazuchika Okada, who had an amazing run as champion. But that is without the title. Yeah, he was doing this, and now he's <laughs> champion. But I still feel that he had his biggest impact without the belt. So yeah, but yeah, Kenny Omega is is a huge part to the boom that we have, especially amongst the major corporations that, we, that you and I watch. Yeah, uh, including mm. WWE. Because if that wasn't the case, ladies and gentlemen, for all you fanboys that are going to shake your head, then why in the hell is Vince McMahon so highly sought after, seeking Kenny Omega? Yeah, if, wh- if he's why- not changing anything, not doing anything special. Yeah, why? Why? Why is he making statements like? Basically, I'm going to pay them whatever the fuck they want just so that they don't work that April 2019 yeah. show in New York. Which like, is another, again, Madison <laughs> Square Garden. Uh, as always, we, we have wrestling in the background. At least we're trying to have wrestling in the background. Uh, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties, but we are watching the first of two shows that are from New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is the Road to Tokyo Dome. Uh, this is the final two shows of New Japan Pro Wrestling in 2018. The final match of 2018 for New Japan Pro Wrestling is scheduled to be a tag team match. And that's uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Will Ospreay versus the Golden Lovers. So again, there's Kenny Omega again mm-hmm. alongside Kota Ibushi. Uh, that's, a, that's a hell of a way to send off your... Yeah, oh yeah. But um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, let's... Let's talk about that because we have it on, and let's talk about it. Let's talk about, first of all, we talk about Katie Omega, but some of the standouts for me, personally, obviously you had the whole Bullet Club situation. That, that again, you have a storyline, kind of being a dead horse here, it seems like, <laughs> but you had the, the whole Bullet Club Civil War situation between uh, Katie Omega and Cody, mainly. Uh, involved other other participants, but. which I felt they really fucking dropped the ball on that one, man. It could have been so much more. You know, you and I talked about, um, you know, obviously Supercard being pretty meh. Yeah, and obviously the the way the booking style that New Japan is using is based off of old Memphis style booking. Yeah, and uh, you know, in a previous episode, I had remarked how kind of one of the end-all, be-all ways to to settle a, 
a grudge is in a steel cage. And I had mentioned why not do a Bullet Club versus Bullet Club war game style match. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen that. Again, it would have been something out of the ordinary for New Japan. Yeah. And it would have it would have got them even more attention. A majority of the year I have been very enamored with New Japan Pro Wrestling and the way they book. But there there are a few times where I felt they dropped the ball and that was one of them. Yeah. I think it could have been much more and they could have have progressed those characters much more as we see Tomatonga fuck with Kevin Kelly. Um, and Rocky Romero. And Rocky Romero. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But we did. We did get to see Bullet Club versus Bullet Club, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It, it became too much of a uh, over-the-top gimmick. And I, I know I'm in the minority of this, but I, I do blame being the elite for that because it became too much of a of a comedic joke in some some areas or well, it wasn't taken seriously enough not just that you build up this bullet club versus bullet club angle and then they just kind of like give up they don't they're like yeah. there's like no contest like you know what we don't want to be part of the bullet club anyway oh, yeah. we just want to be the elite yeah i, I mean so it, like here you go you can have it back and it's like wait a minute there, there's that yeah you know i i think i kind of jumped the ball there a little bit as we see Gato all wrapped up, he's supposed to face uh, Kazuchika Okada. You can you can totally tell he's uh, he's trying to get out of it. <laughs> but uh, um, I was actually referring to the uh, Kenny Omega Cody. Well, that version too. first, but yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, as far as the BCOGs and, and Bullet Club Elite, yeah, absolutely. The writing was on the wall; like they it was ready to go. And BCOGs, they were doing everything in their power to, to make the elite look stupid, and they did. And then, and then it's on Twitter. It's like, hey, we're not Bullet Club anymore. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like, it was, it was, it was horrible. It was horribly done for guys that that know how to book. Obviously, they they just they did. Te- it was a terrible job, and 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 I think it comes down to. It was a major disappointment because it just came down to, oh, it's not, it's not our thing, so we don't care, and that's not how it should be, because again, I'm not going to go into the whole tangent on this, but you should have a little more respect to a, a name, whether it's yours or not, that made you a star, or made you a star again in the case of Cody. Yeah. But that you can listen listen back to past episodes and, and my feelings on, on how that went down but we, we saw the a a change in the bullet club and you know it goes back all the way back to new year new year's dash because you know you had Cody versus Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom phenomenal match and um, that wasn't it you know they the bullet club had a match at the uh, at new year's dash uh, Ibushi was on the other side of that that match, and then mm-hmm. Cody wanted more of Ibushi, and then Omega stepped in and came out and said that no, you're, that's enough. And then you saw a little bit of foreshadowing that we didn't know, but you know there's issues within the Bullet Club, according to Omega. We need, you know, we need a new member, and out, you know, out comes Jay White. Jay White <laughs> looks like a member of of the Bullet Club. 
And, you know, they embrace and everything like that. And then Jay White turns on Omega, hits him with the switchblade. And then a, a few days later, or something like that, in a press conference, he announces that he is actually joining Chaos. Which, from day one, I was very skeptical on that because Jay White, ever since coming back to New Japan Pro Wrestling at Power Struggle in 2017, he had this gimmick of the switchblade, and it was very much heel character. Yeah, yeah, it had heel written all over it. You know, I mean, from day one, he came out, he, he attacked Hiroshi Tanahashi, those two went at it at, at Wrestle Kingdom in a good match. And for him to join Chaos, which is a babyface group, a major babyface group, they used to be a heel group, but they're a babyface group now, led by Kazuchika Okada, who we see in the ring right now. And it just, it seemed awkward. Like, Jay White, just, everyone's a babyface, you know, besides him and like half a Toriano, who, <laughs> who fully doesn't count for anything. <laughs> but it, it was just weird. It, it, was, it was really weird. And, you know, Jay White kind of played ball from the get-go. And then, uh, you know, he beats Omega for the, for the United States Heavyweight Championship, which led to more bullshit as far as the Bullet Club situation goes. <laughs> you know, Hangman Page comes out. He challenges Jay White immediately. Omega takes exception to that. Cody, Cody used that as, as a way to write Omega off and mm-hmm. just led to this big ordeal. But, you know, Jay White, he's the champion, and he goes on to defend the title. And he still has heelish moments. He's very physical. He likes to fight outside, very Suzuki Goon-like. Eventually loses the title to Juice Robinson in what was a pretty interesting match at the at the G One special. If you remember the whole JR incident and then uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that whole that whole uh, thing and uh, and he looks so he's, he's he's no longer champion and then the G One happens and the first night main event of the first night of the G One saw JY uh, versus Kazuchika Okada. And it led to really what what I felt was going to happen all year round, but to me, one of the best turns all year that we saw, Jay White turn on Kazuchika Okada in, mid-match <laughs> and just goes absolutely haywire on, on, on Okada, using chairs, I mean, throwing him into the, the barricade, I mean, breaking every single rule he can. And then beats Okada in what was a great match. And then gets on the microphone and says, this is his chaos. That's his Rainmaker. And that this is, you know, that the change is, is happening. And it was just like, holy shit. Because just two weeks prior or so, you were, you know, you were U.S. champion. You were playing by the rules to an extent. You lose the title. And then you absolutely snap. And, and and do this to Okada. I mean, Kazuchika Okada for all people. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and the rest has been history. And then, you know, there's been this, this, this the, the midst of, of a potential civil war within Chaos. But, you know, to, to you know, for, for Okada, all of Chaos kind of kept, kept to their guns. And then Jay Wyatt said, fuck it. The perfect opportunity as far as storylines goes. You have an issue with, with within Bullet Club, all the way back from to January fifth now, mm-hmm. where he was initially going to be part of Bullet Club. 
you have the rumble rumblings with the Bullet Club because now the elite are back together, but the the Tungans who were kind of left out of it from the get go, they said fuck this like this is not you know they they don't follow anybody's rules so they they have their own version of Bullet Club, and you know Jay White alongside Gato who recently turned on Okada which was a huge situation joins joins the Bullet Club. And it was just like this weird, like ripple, an <laughs> uh, effect of 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 everything, and it all started really. If you go back to it, January fifth at New Year's Dash, when when he originally put on that Bullet Club shirt for the first time, everything kind of came full circle for Jay White, and Jay White is scheduled to face uh, Okada in a week's time here at Wrestle Kingdom, and. You go from a guy who in 2017 made his debut after being a young lion, a young lion, and and getting promoted to now being one of the the biggest names in the entire company. Oh yeah, definitely a premier name for New Japan. I, I mean, the the year that Jay White had. I mean that that's why the whole point of all this was Jay White, the Switchblade, from U.S. Championship to the G1. And, and, and everything, the chaos that he caused there, no pun intended. <laughs> and then from him turning on chaos and then joining the Bullet Club. And essentially, I, I don't know if he's officially the leader, but essentially a head guy in, in Bullet Club now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, man, I mean, the future is bright for, for young Jay White. And I'm, I look so... So much forward to to what he's got to offer for 2019. But what a hell of a year! Absolutely, and you know that that speaks volumes about good booking. You know, here you know we watch we watch the the product pretty religiously, and I for sure thought he was just going to take chaos by force and turn that whole faction heel, which would have been really fucking interesting. Yeah, and then cause the Bullet Club to go face. Which it seemed like they were on their way to doing anyway, <laughs> and then it, it it just went a complete 180, and what happened happened, and you're like, oh my god, like I didn't see that coming. I don't think anybody could see that coming. What was a bigger uh, turn for you, Gato on on Okada or White turning on Chaos Jordan Bullet Club? Man, that's a good question. I think I think. Because of the build-up, I think Jay White was the bigger for me because just because of the build-up. Yeah, but they were equally effective. Like, I'm, let's no, let's not make a, any mistake about that. I mean, I mean, uh, Okada. That was that was like almost figure. That, that was essentially figuratively watching somebody hug hug somebody that they they claim they love. While taking a you know a six inch blade and just stabbing it right in the back, <laughs> I mean that was huge, man. Because the entire run for Okada as champion, Gato was right there the entire time. Yeah, and you know they they part ways. You know, obviously Okada not himself after he lost the title, and yeah, he's doing the whole balloons thing. Yeah, the whole balloons thing. Dying his and, hair. And Gato's like, hey man, you know it's time for us to separate. And I'm gonna go train somebody else, and you need to kind of find yourself again. It all made sense. Yeah, all made sense. It was completely um, fathomable to sit there and have that happen, where those guys split, go their own ways. 
you could easily see Gato either teaming up or training some new young lion. And you could see Okada taking the time to find himself and, and what have you. And then, out of nowhere, Gato turns and goes Bullet Club. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? So yeah, it, it definitely was effective. That's for sure. Got me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, again, you know, we you and I, we watch so much wrestling where we kind of figure a lot of things. And unfortunately, we walk into a lot of... Uh, Dirt sheets and things of that nature. Yeah. I, I try to avoid them. I, so but, do I, but they're everywhere. Yeah, it's hard. Day on the internet. Yeah. Sometimes you just you, you pop on Facebook or, or whatever, and it's just there. It's just right there. Especially in Japan, too. Seeing you know, obviously the time difference and uh, <laughs> like like uh, if I don't watch, if I don't stay up or wake up early enough to watch Wrestle Kingdom live, I don't. I'm not turning on my phone. Like it's one of those it's, things. Yeah, yeah, yep. Because I I got spoiled by uh, Dominion. Yeah, by, that, that was shitty. By Omega winning the title, and it's like motherfucker. Like, <laughs> it, you know, it's it, it, I'm not complaining. I'm not one of those guys that complain. It's the internet. It's just how it works. You know, you don't like it's, it, yeah, don't get un- on it. So. Yeah, it's un- it's unavoidable to to an extent. But uh, it, it still pissed me off though, no end. But uh, Jay White, uh, just standout year, and. Um, so many other guys, so many other younger guys that really kind of pinpointed themselves as, as the future of, of, of the company. You know, obviously you have Evil, you have Sonata. Uh, I, I've said it some, during the G1, Sonata is one of those guys that is, because I love LIJ so much, he's scary good because I can see him essentially breaking off from the, from the group on his own. Could have happened as soon as 2019. Um, we've seen so many, so many close calls with him. Great match he had with Naito in the G One. I thought that was great that he was booked uh, in the same in, in the same group. Um, we talked about them earlier uh, before we started recording, but uh, Rapongi Three K, uh, those those two guys, same thing. They evolved. You know they they've they've had such a great year too. You know tag team specialist and uh, we can't forget about the year that uh, the on and off year that Juice Robinson has had. I mean he has it's kind of been a roller coaster year for him, and a lot of that's by himself by yeah, his own so, design. Man, that's such a, 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 a you're right. It is a roller coaster year for him, and it was so disappointing because going into the second half of the year. Like, he was just as hot as anybody else. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, yet yet another reason to sit and watch New Japan, and where's this going to lead? And then kind of just... Just fizzles out. Yeah, and... That G1, man. That G1 was just atrocious. I mean, he had a broken hand, I get that, but it's like, dude, either either you take the time and you focus and you do what you got to do, or just fucking bow out. Yeah. You know, don't half-ass it. And a lot of his matches just seemed like he was half-assing it. Yeah, just collecting a paycheck at this point. It seemed like, not that I don't think he was doing that, but it just wasn't fun. I mean, you, that run that he had to, to get the U.S. title shot and then to, to win the title, and then, you know, immediately goes into G1. And again, broken hand or not, it's just... 
by the end, by, by by the end of the, the tournament, I could care less about Jeez Robinson again. Next year is going to be really interesting with him because I think it'll define him as the type of wrestler he'll be for the remainder of his career. Is he going to be the type that actually attains a title and elevates himself to another level, or is he going to be one of those guys that always gets booked better? When he's chasing a title, you yeah. know, and I quite honestly, I I really would like to see him have another run with some other title, whether it be a tag title or not, and go somewhere with it. Not like this whole fucking U.S. title bullshit that's going on, you know. Yeah, yeah. Juice, Juice Robinson, just uh, you don't know what to say about that guy. Uh, but uh, one one thing I know, do know what to say about is uh, the guy who I think is going to have a huge 2019, and that's yet another Gaijin, and that's Zack Sabre Jr. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. I mean, he arrived. didn't. He, yeah, he didn't have a bad 2018. Yeah. By no means. Right. I mean, I, obviously, he held the. Evolve title for quite some time. Yeah, up until the WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, and. Like that's that's that again. Obviously, Evolve is nowhere near as big as New Japan or, or WWE for that matter. But sure. completely integral promotion here mm-hmm. in the in the grand scheme of things, especially when it comes to the WWE because they're official breeders, right? And to see Zack Saber kind of like part ways and like, hey, I'm gonna go do this Japan thing and then win the Japan Cup, yeah. Like, almost right away, right after. And you're like, holy shit. Uh, you know, obviously becoming a, a more permanent part of Suzuki-Goon. Yes. And and now, it's to the point where he's already talked about possibly one day facing Minoru Suzuki. And, and how he's got a... You know, although Minoru has, has been there alongside him this whole time... One of these days they're gonna meet and and he's gonna have to to overcome that. Tap him out and tap him out and I, hey, I am all fucking for that, especially the way New Japan's being booked. So yeah. it's um yeah, it's been a hell of a year for Zack Saber Jr. But that could be said about a lot of guys, mm-hmm. just to varying degrees. I mean, look at Cody. Basically, takes himself out of a horrible fucking situation. Yeah. And gives up uh, a lot of promise, uh, at least financially, mm-hmm. and says, fuck it, I'm going to go do my own thing and start my own thing and, and be my own boss. And, man, let me tell you, if, if I can identify with anybody this year, it's him. Because I also took myself out of a, a bad situation. Right. And, and, you know, I, obviously I haven't figured it all out yet, but... Uh, I'm I'm doing a lot better uh, mentally and physically than I was, so yes, absolutely. But uh, shit, yeah. I mean, and and again, he's he's still on the rise. Like th- his 2019 <laughs> is about to like just fucking explode, explode, and and we're all at at the at the behest of him right now. He's calling all the shots. We don't know exactly what he's doing next. I mean, we have a good idea. There's been rumors and dirt sheets and whatnot. 
about him st- possibly being uh, part of a new company. But you know, as as uh, as we record this, uh, we're we're now watching Ring of Honor's final battle. Hopefully, technical difficulties are done. Yeah, <laughs> and on this card, he's he's facing Jay Lethal for the world the world title. Yeah, it's his final Ring of Honor show for the company. That's that's from his mouth. That's from his mouth. Yeah. If he leaves and he leaves his champ, what's next? Yeah. Like it, there's so many different possibilities, and that that speaks volumes about the the industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because previous to this, it's been a really long time for anything like this to be able to happen. You know, you look at Cody, for example, here. Not only so if if, if the rumors are true, mm-hmm. and Cody is starting this whole new company this revolving door company if you will where anyone can show up anywhere at any time with any title as well cody could essentially walk in with with the ring of honor world title and the iwgp u.s heavyweight title all around his waist not a bad start man not a bad start (laughs) and what a proving ground that is to say when we say revolving door we mean revolving door you know what a what a way to do it. You know what would be interesting to do that is, he, you know, night one, he challenges Ring of Honor and New Japan to come get their titles. But you got to do it on my show. Yeah. You do it on my show. Yeah. And, and, again, there you go. Somebody from New Japan comes out or eventually and, and challenges them, whether it's that night or another night. Something like that. And then they don't have to stay. You don't have to continuously do it. It's it's just one of those things where it showcases what they mean. It's it's an you put that in a very interesting way because it seems like you just summed up what the NWA has been trying to do <laughs> this entire year. And don't mm. get me wrong, they're 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 doing it smart. Don't like I have no bones about what they're doing. Yeah, but. I think because of all the the legal turmoil that had went on earlier in the year with securing the name and finding funding and finding footing in a place for them to showcase their product and, and their wrestlers, although they have grown by leaps and bounds, it still feels like they're behind their own learning curve. Yeah. And now, if this becomes true in 2019, where Cody and the Bucks beat them to the punch, so to speak, and open up their own new wrestling promotion where it is truly revolving door, I don't know what to make of the NWA. I really don't. I mean, you you do have the name and the legacy behind you, but let's face it, that only accounts for so much. Yeah. You know, are is the NWA going to get a bigger part with this revolving door company if it happens? Uh do you know is the NWA still the dark horse that I've always thought they've been this entire year and have they made deals with other promotions that we don't know about yet that'll be uh unraveled and and shown to the public in 2019? Again, that's another big huge question that needs to be answered. Yeah. I love the way they're doing stuff. I'm a huge fucking NWA fan. I have been since I was a little kid, but I really do feel like they're behind their own learning curve. Yeah. 
and it's it's kind of fucking sad. <laughs> you have all these other promotions doing things, and don't get me wrong, you know, they they're not as big as Ring of Honor or New Japan. I get that, but look at MLW. MLW has, in my personal opinion, has already surpassed. Oh my god, yeah. NWA, and in a shorter amount of time. Yeah. And it's like, what are you guys doing? Like, I, I understand you, you need to, you're taking calculated risks, but your risks have to be that much bigger in order for this to work long term, you know? So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes with them. A lot of questions that need to be answered uh, for 2019. Uh, let's go back to, to New Japan. I want to ask you this. Because uh, I didn't, I think I didn't get an answer, and I'm gonna put you on the spot here, if uh, if I can. 2018 match of the year in New Japan. Oh fuck me! Why would you ask me that question? <laughs> Do you have one? Do you have one that just hits you? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm probably gonna sound like I'm sucking his dick, but hey. Um, Suck away. I suck away, right? Uh, I, it's a family uh, show. Again, <laughs> we're live, pal. Uh, again, for me, the 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 big, the biggest aspect of professional wrestling that I enjoy the most is the storytelling. Yes. And to go back to the beginning of the show, that that's the most important part to me. That's what I enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. And for my money the the best match of this year has been Kenny Omega at Russell Kingdom. I mean it it set the tone for the rest of the year. Yeah. It it held up throughout the, the entire year. I mean obviously we're uh we're at the end of the year here and and there's other wrestling happening as as we're recording this or whatnot but you're going to be hard pressed to find that quality of 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 a wrestling match i mean they don't call him the best bomb machine for nothing yeah he's the guy going out there like hey every time i go out there i want to push the envelope i want to do something and tell a story that no one else has told or no one else has told this way and let's face it, when it comes to the WWE marks of the world, I'm sorry, guys, you can't fucking sit there and tell me that you're going to have the same point to make with someone like a Miz or a Seth Rollins or an AJ Styles now. Yeah. Or a Shinsuke Nakamura because those guys are all limited. They have handcuffs on them and their performances. They can only do so much. And because of that... You're never going to get a fucking however many star match Meltzer wants to give a Kenny Omega match. Yeah. You're not going to get that in the WWE. I'm sorry. That is just not what the current product is able to offer. It's not what they want to offer. And, and, and that's the bigger point here. That's what they don't want to offer. They want to offer you guys two and three star matches and sell you a fuck ton of merch or their network or whatever they have. To, to shell out and that's it they don't want to do anything else they don't want to allow their wrestlers to do that they would rather take that guy away sign him 
you know, find a Kenny Omega or a, or some young bucks and be like, hey, we're going to give you a fuck ton of money to come over to our company and work two, three star matches and just sell a fuck ton of merch. Mm-hmm. I'd ra- we'd rather you do that than have you be our competition. That's that's how it goes. That's how it goes. For me, it, it's Kenny Omega. Before actually, before I answer that question, I gotta say this. Uh, this speaks volumes of, of of Kenny Omega. And again, we can't rule out Chris Jericho in that in that uh, Wrestle Kingdom match. Mm-hmm. But you know, you have something, somebody special when he is as good as Okada and and. Uh, and Naito were, my God, what a match that was! <laughs> you know you got something special when the match before it, before the show even starts, is uh, went from being just a match to a co-main event, and that's a big deal. And Naito especially had a major problem with that. <laughs> but you know what? He did. You, you know what? N- Naito, in my opinion, as good as he was in January. He's that much better now in December. Uh, he's definitely improved. Yeah, oh, absolutely, a, a, a lot, and and that's it's saying a lot because he was already great. Yeah. But for me, the match of the year I talked about it last week. It, it was it, it's it's Okada and and uh, and Omega at at Dominion in two out of three falls. Again, that that's one one of the most exhausting matches that I I've ever witnessed, and for me. It was that geek out moment where, again, I'm watching it with my wife, and I just looked at her, and like that is what professional wrestling is all about. That is the reason why, since I was a little kid, I've been hooked on this uh, on this industry. It's for moments like this, and for for it to all unfold in a single match. I don't care about the whole Omega and the Young Bucks reuniting kind of thing. That wasn't my concern. It was the, it was it was the quest. It was the journey that all of us that have been fans of Kenny Omega since he joined, especially since he joined the Bullet Club, since he turned on AJ Styles, making himself a heavyweight. His goal was to win the heavyweight title, and it's it was a long, long process, and he finally did it, and he took down the giant that it was Okada in his seven hundred plus days, and. You know, we saw in 2017 twice Omega fail to beat Okada, losing at Wrestle Kingdom in 2017, coming to a draw uh, in in uh, at, at Dominion in 2017, and then one year later doing it again. This time two out of three falls. This time no time limit. I mean, just an absolute amazing match from beginning to end. The build up was was amazing. The finish was 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 amazing. Like everything about it was cl- as close to perfect as you can possibly get. If it wasn't indeed perfect, um, so that again speaks volumes because Kenny Omega is uh, involved in our two matches of the year. Any gripes before we uh, before we leave this New Japan wave and take a break here? Anything? Any two things? Any gripes that you have that you haven't already mentioned? And what are you looking forward to the most in 2019 as of today? We are in December still. There's a lot to foreshadowing or, or thinking. Any, any gripes with New Japan, you mean? Yeah. Uh, one right off the bat comes straight out of Kevin Sullivan's mouth. 
Uh, a lot of people can sit there and talk shit about Kevin Sullivan, but guess what? He's got a great wrestling mind, and especially when it comes to booking. I know a lot of people have a problem with the way he books. I don't. And I, uh, he had made a comment earlier in the year when New Japan announced their uh, first show at the um, the place in California. I forget the venue name. Uh, the, the Walter Pyramid. At the, at the Pyramid, thank you. Uh, and Kevin Sullivan basically stated, like, they're playing it safe. Why take that small ass building as your first as your first choice when you could easily take all the momentum you already know you have and run a show? And, and I love I love it even more because Kevin Sullivan mentioned Chicago. Why not go straight to fucking Chicago and run a bigger venue like the Allstate Arena? Oh my god! Yeah, right there. I, the, New Japan is trying to grow and become a more Western-style company or more, or, or have a, a bigger global presence. Fucking awesome. They want to change the world. Fucking awesome. But they did. They played it safe. I talked to a few guys who, who know a lot about the industry and happened to be there at that show. And they all said the same thing. There was a couple... Uh, I think they said it was between five and seven miles down the road. There was another venue that was bigger. And because of the amount of people they turned away that weekend, they could have easily filled the bigger venue twice. So, uh, yeah, yeah, they definitely played it safe. And again, it's it's those growing pains. That's my biggest gripe is the, the growing pains that they're going to have to face because this is something new to them. And for whatever reason... They're not taking, uh, I'm not saying you have to sit there and follow everybody's advice, but that was good sound advice. You want to, you want to, you want to take it to the WWE or, or whomever is in your way, do it and do it right. Go big, go big or go home. Yeah, absolutely. You, you have all of the talent you could possibly want to, to start this gigantic process. You know, you have, like, the Michael Jordan of fucking wrestling right now in Kenny Omega. Whether you, you like him or not. Yeah, you better fucking do big, gigantic things with him. Much more than you have already done. So, that's my biggest gripe. Is that they, they're, have, they're, they're like, consistently fumbling the ball with ex- expanding the way they want to expand. They're, it's like it's like they're 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 running the ball or they're uh, they're driving downfield, but they're settling for field goals. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah, the yeah, end yeah. zone. Yeah. Get in the end zone. You're right there. You're right there. You know? Just get in there. So yeah, I totally, agree. totally. Agree. Uh, but what about so? What about looking forward to? What I look forward to, it, it, see, that's another whole other thing because we we are obviously awaiting the more than likely gigantic news involving the Young Bucks There's and, a lot of, yeah, and, and Cody. A lot of wild cards here right now. And, you know, if they're coming out with uh, their own promotion, then I look forward to the way New Japan responds to that. Are they going to be a part of it? I'm assuming they would be a I part of it. I hope so. Um, but also how, how, they handle, how they handle their growing pains now that there's a there would be another... 
rival company, so to speak. That, that that's probably the biggest X factor for me in all this. Uh, I also look forward to um, the new crop of young lions that they're they're hopefully going to promote. I mean, I'm a big fan of the way they they do their in-house promotions. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. in the way of their employees. You you have a an entire system uh, where they come up through their own farm system and they do it a certain way and they teach these guys all kinds of awesome aspects of life. Right. And somehow they make them into really cool fucking professional wrestlers that we just happen to get to see a lot of. And so I'm excited. I'm excited that at the whole new crop of young guys coming out and. And after excursion, what they get to be, I'm really excited at that. Especially since you have these companies coming around that are very friendly to other people's talent. Right. You know, I I would love to see more of those guys uh, show up in Impact. You know, I would love. You know, if if used correctly this time. <laughs> yeah, it, Okada, yeah you know? it <laughs> again. The, the, uh, that's a long time a, ago. Yeah, that's a long time yeah. ago. They're, I'm not holding that against yeah, them anymore. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what excites me the most about New Japan. There's not a whole lot of gripes that I have with the company. Um, for one, this is going to be might sound a little silly here, but I, I, I whoever runs their streaming service, I uh, get a. Get better servers, because you guys crash way too goddamn yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, way too goddamn much lately, and that's uh, that's got to change. That's that's why I gave up. You know, I was, I was enjoying what we were watching. I was I had intentions on watching Final Battle as it happens live, but uh, after I got done watching, anyways. <laughs> so yeah, fix your streaming service, but. Uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree with, with the whole um, picking your venues better. You know, I know there's talks of, of heading to uh, the East Coast, but hopefully the Midwest well, next you, year. They're doing North Carolina for sure. North Carolina for sure. Yep. So that's that's for sure happening. But yeah, it, it's uh, this is one of those things. I'm going to say this, but it's not. I'm, I don't really give a shit on what the WWE marks say. But you kind of you you give those idiots all the ammunition. When you try to argue that New Japan can sell out big arenas, and they sell out these dinky ass little venues, <laughs> and it's like you mentioned o- o- Omega, for example, and, and who knows if you even have them in 2019? Yeah, and that's another thing. But it's like if you go to back to the Attitude Era, and you had Stone Cold Steve Austin, and instead of doing you know big arenas, you're doing. VFW halls. Yeah. Like, that's not enough. There's all this money that is left off on the table. Yeah. It's like, this guy is money. This whole company is money. People, you know, you looked at Wrestle Kingdom, I would say easily 20%, if not more, of that crowd were American. Or at least not Japanese. Yeah. So, you have people, you know, flocking to go to your big events, especially Wrestle Kingdom, which is essentially your WrestleMania. Yeah. And they, they like they 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 want to see your product. Um, throughout the midst of, of the growing pains, it's it's one of those kind of another issue that I that I, I'm I'm having with them right now. Is and, and it kind of sounds like a, like an oxymoron here, but but uh, you know it's 
it's staying to your guns, but evolving at the same time. You know, evolve. You know, do more three ways if if you see fit. Don't just do them. Just do them. But like gimmicks, if you see an opportunity, do them. The issues that I'm having, though, you know, we looked at Wrestle Kingdom. You and I talked about Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, putting putting uh, gaijin wrestlers in there just to appeal to your non-Japanese audience. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Because, you're trying too hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely not cool. You're, you're, you're trying to be the cool kid, and you're not cool. No, stick with Brock to the dance. Uh, I... I wasn't a big fan of, of Hiroki Goto winning the title yet again, um, mainly because I was super excited that Taichi had the belt. But that was just my personal preference here. For him to lose the title to Ibushi, who I get is a Japanese wrestler, but a Japanese wrestler that is linked to a lot of gaijins right now. Yeah. And he's wrestling who? Will Ospreay. I'm excited about that match, but it's just like it was so like rushed and put together out of nowhere. You did it at World Tag League of all places, which had no build up whatsoever. And like Goto, it's like we got nothing for you. Go go sit down somewhere. Thanks for holding this title for an entire year, essentially. You know, it's like that's kind of shitty. You know, the Lij and Evil and Sonata they win the World Tag League for a second year in a row. They got G.O.D. Fuck yeah, sign me up. Oh, by the way, here's the Young Bucks because apparently people bitched and yeah. they wanted the Young Bucks in this match. And I love the Young Bucks, but I don't need to see them in this match. No, I, I, I didn't either. And also, why why have uh, Osprey versus Ibushi with a title involved? Yeah. We didn't need that. You didn't need it. You could Sell just me, do it. You just do it. Sell me the match without a title. I'm already sold. Yeah. I don't need it. I don't need them to buy for a belt. You know what that is? That's an American way of doing business. Fuck. And with that, we're going to take a break. So please sit there and stay tuned. And uh, we're gonna be back. We're gonna pay some bills. We'll be back. This episode of the 20 by 20 crew is sponsored by Amazon Prime. Sign up for a free 30 day trial and you get instant access to thousands of movies and television episodes. You get to borrow Kindle eBooks. You also get unlimited free two-day shipping with no minimum order size. You don't have to purchase. You can cancel anytime and still show the 20 by 20 crew some love. You can sign up for Amazon Prime through the 20 by 20 crew by visiting our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support. And now let's get back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for sticking around as we pay our pay our pay some bills, pay our sponsors, and again we're talking the end of 2018. We got to, we just got done talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, we talked about likes, dislikes, what we're looking forward to, and now we're gonna jump into kind of a uh, a rough rough subject when it comes to professional <laughs> wrestling for us. But you know what? You and I, no matter how many times we showcased our, our our enrage, our disgruntlement for this company, we stick around and we pay attention because they are part of the forefront of professional wrestling, whether we like it or not. And that is the WWE. Uh, the WWE, uh, obviously, of course, is probably the most well-known, definitely the most well-known wrestling company out there. 
uh, going today. And hopefully one of two things happens. Either they get better and deserve that that um, prestige or somebody eventually overtakes them. But uh, we're going to talk about 2018 for, for the time being. And I'll start. I'll start as... Uh, Please do. Yeah. So I came in 2018 having zero expectations for the company, knowing how bad that they are, how much it's the same formula that they have. They, they, they it, it's, it's false promises. It's a, it's a company that's built off false promises. By that, I mean, we're going to bring in AJ Styles. We're going to bring, bring in Samoa Joe. We're going to bring in Brian Danielson. We're going to bring in, you know, all these guys, including NXT guys like Adam Cole and Aleister Black, who haven't yet seen the main roster yet, thankfully. <laughs> and we're bringing all these guys and girls and these top names or these these top prospects, and we're gonna put them on on, on the, the this huge WWE ring, and it's gonna be great. You know, Shinsuke Nakamura, another one. We got Shinsuke, we got Asuka, and you take all that, and you you have all this stuff. It's like it's like taking a, a fine wine. And then pouring a, a, a gallon of water <laughs> on top of it. And you have this watered-down piece of crap that is the WWE. They don't give you five-star matches because that is not their formula. They are a overpopulated... Um, they're, they're, they are an overpopulated company with when it comes to wrestlers... Because it is hire people, hire people now, ask questions later, and you, which is crazy because you have five different brands in one company, <laughs> and you still have too many people, and then it, it comes down to the fact that you you just have you're you're on too much, you know, being on four days a week every week is is overkill. It is. And <laughs> you you put yourself in a situation, you know, raw, raw is three hours. Oh my God, you have three hours to showcase your product every single week. How can you fuck that up? You fuck that up by giving us maybe 20 minutes of good wrestling or good product, I should say. And the rest is just filler. The entire night is just, is just one big giant filler. The fact that you still have to, you know, uh, showcase... What you missed, on you know, for like something happens on Raw, they'll fucking replay it like four or five times in a night. It's like in case you missed it, motherfucker. If they haven't seen it yet, that's that's their loss. Show something new. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's come on, man. Like I don't I don't need to. I shouldn't have to tell you this shit, but I do, and it's the same regurgitated shit. Over and over and over again, the same the same philosophy that they had in the eighties. They're trying to force down your throats now. Guys like guys like uh, Dolph Ziggler. He's he's second tier. He's an intercontinental title champion at best. You know who's a front runner to be world champion? Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman. Do, what do these guys have in common? They're fucking huge. Not, neither one of those guys are are top 
tier talent in in the wrestling industry. <laughs> but the, you know, you would be you know you you would be fooled. You, you, you I mean, Vince McMahon would have you try to have you fooled, make you think that oh no, you're wrong. You know, 2017, throw in Bill Goldberg. I, I mean, it's like what the fuck. <laughs> Everything that is right about professional wrestling, they do the opposite. And for a while, it's worked. It still worked. But we saw a dramatic change. And by the way, if you heard all that rustling, that was my chihuahua trying to finally figure out a fucking resting place. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought he was trying to figure out WWE programming. Uh, that's, that's what it's like. He's just, he's just walking around in circles. That's what he was doing. That's what Vince McMahon does. But we saw this in 2018 for WWE, we saw this, this change. The one thing, and I'm going to flat out say it, start, start it off with this. The one thing I like the most about the WWE is attendance and buy rates and overall uh, uh, fan attention has dropped. Yeah. And it's has. sad that I I, I'm, I, am, I like the fact that a company is not necessarily hurting me because you're going to get those, oh, they're not hurting, they're still an extremely rich company. Yeah, no shit, fuckers. But <laughs> the, the, the point of the matter is the audience that was fighting for this company as hard as they were, they're finally starting to realize... This sucks. And, you know, you hear more about guys like Kenny Omega. That Again, that name pops up again. You know, Cody and, and, and all the elite and guys like that. Or, or even guys in Impact Wrestling right now. Guys like Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. Guys like Brian Cage and, 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 and Johnny Mundo or Johnny Impact who wrestled in WWE before, John Morrison. And... You have all these guys like you know we need we need those guys we need those guys and then that's what you heard like in the first half of the year and then the second half it's like no 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 we don't need those guys because if we had if they had those guys in WWE they fuck them up they know the formula that is WWE it's hard for a lot of people to look away because they're so used to it but we're starting to finally see a shift in in, in attendance and now it's just like. You know what? We're gonna watch something else now because this isn't fun anymore. Monday nights doesn't belong to Monday Night Raw anymore because it's not fun anymore. And and, and sure, Monday Night Raw might be the highest rated show on Monday night as far as wrestling goes, still, but because you know nothing else is on Monday nights. But my my point is is that it is no longer the be all end all measuring stick that it used to be. Uh, because it, quite frankly, it hasn't been that in, in decades. And finally, finally, because of the boom in professional wrestling, we're finally starting to see that, that change happen yet again. And it's for the best, including for WWE. Because what this potentially means, and again, the key word is potentially, is that somewhere along the lines, whether it's Vince McMahon or ideally somebody else says, what do we have to do to get these asses back in these seats? And I'm not talking about WrestleMania or SummerSlam, which sells out, because they are WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or, or these international shows, because they don't count either. I'm talking about, again, you're on every single week. 
your most important shows are Raw and SmackDown. Those are your most important shows because you run a 52 each of those in a year where you only run one WrestleMania. How do we fill those arenas again? How do we do that? How do we become more entertaining? What do we have to do? And somewhere along the line, you're going to have to go back to the drawing board. I don't think it's been done yet, but I do feel that it's it's coming sooner than later, potentially. And it's, it all depends on where Vince McMahon fits in the company. If Vince McMahon had it his way, continue to do the same thing because it works. It's like... It's like the, going back to the whole football terminology, it's the coach that just wants to continue pounding in there, running the football. Run the football, run up the middle, every single time. We'll get it. We'll get it eventually. <laughs> we'll get our yards. Oh, we, 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 uh, we turn the ball over on downs. We'll get it next time. We'll get the yards. We're not going to chuck it downfield and take a risk and do something different because that's too scary and, and, and different doesn't work. You know, if he had it his way, Hulk Hogan... Would, would he would reinvent another Hulk Hogan? Yeah, and I right. truly feel he's trying to do that. He tried to do that with John Cena. Yeah, you know, just do it, just do it all over again. Do the same thing over and over again because it worked before. Do it again, and it's like finally, finally, we're getting smarter fans. They're just like, you know what? You can have all your dumbass fans that continue to buy into this shit and think guys like Braun Strowman are worth a fucking damn. <laughs> Wait, we're you out. mean he's not? Yeah. Oh, no. That's, uh, that's a shocker of the year right there. But that is my biggest takeaway of WWE is, is finally we have some fans. We have we have a fraction, a decent percentage of fans that are saying the health of this place. I, I want to watch good wrestling. I want to watch good wrestling. If you're not going to give it to me, so, goodbye. I'll, I'll go watch somewhere, somewhere else. There's... There's a plethora of, of wrestling out there at my my disposal. Why my why am I tied down to this yeah, company? Yeah, and I'm not. It's a shame. That's my biggest takeaway. Oh, well, you know what though? It's a good. You make a good point because a lot of people, for whatever reason, like they still feel tied down, despite having all these other avenues to watch professional wrestling. They still feel tied down. They still feel the need to tune in every Monday night. Even though it's horseshit, which has been really interesting lately, because we're now talking what three or four Raws ago, you have probably the worst Raw, definitely over the year, if not the past <laughs> couple of years. Yeah. And then the answer to that was, well, Vince Vince is going to write the entire show because. He feels that they need to be... I think they said he, he felt the need that they need to be nicer. Whatever that means. Okay. So he he rewrote the entire show, and I'm still hearing the same gripes from those, those forever faithful that tune in every Monday night. Like, this is the worst Raw ever, even though Vince took over the writing, and it's like... I don't want to beat a dead horse, but you're exactly what you said. He keeps trying the same shit. Like, dude, you're out of touch. Let someone else do shit and and stop interfering, you know? You have one too many writers. You're overproducing every fucking segment. 
a buddy of ours, the last time he went to Raw, that's all he did was complain to us about how all, all there was tons of downtime. Tons yeah. of downtime and not enough wrestling. They came, he came there to see, he came there to be entertained. We'll leave it at that. He came there to be entertained and wasn't entertained and paid a pretty penny for the fucking tickets, mind you. So it's like, what, if I'm, if you're expecting me to pay hundreds of dollars per ticket for a decent seat at a live event like your flagship show or one of your flagship shows, however you would like to view it, and then you're going to give me all this fucking downtime because of commercials and and sponsors you have to throw in there. Sorry, I I could sit and watch commercials and be more entertained in the comfort of my own home for a hell of a lot less money. That's what it boils down to. And I think I think the the people that are leaving the product and going elsewhere to get their wrestling are finally realizing that. Like, hey, I don't have to spend all my money on a couple of tickets at a live Raw and not be entertained. I could do that at home and be entertained on top of it and and hell and a hell of a lot cheaper. Where they go from here is is just as much of a guess to me as it is to you. <laughs> this is like, what do they do? I mean, I, to be honest with you, I think Vince needs to just stay the fuck out of everything. And whatever they're doing with the NXT brands, let them do that with SmackDown and Raw. That'll get asses in seats. Yeah. That'll be that'll make things more entertaining. Because and will it become oversaturated? Yeah, because you're running four fucking shows a week, and th- and that's just on like uh, mainstream television. You know, you have you have other shows that are produced for the network and and what have you. So it's like that's a hell of a lot of fucking wrestling. Yeah, week. that's. Too three much, too three much. hours of Raw. How many hours of SmackDown? Two hours of SmackDown. Two, that's five hours. You got uh, NXT. NXT is an hour. NXT UK. NXT UK is an hour. So we're up to... 205 Live. 205 Live. That's three more hours. All that per week. Like... And that doesn't even include things like the... the essentially, like, ever since... Or, the beginning of the year, it seems like maybe only, like, a couple of months... Throughout the year, there was there wasn't a special other thing happening, whether it be the May Young Classic or things of that nature. You know, you have the mixed match challenge. You have that as well. Yep. You Again, have, you have the main event show. Main event show. You know. You know. I mean, it's there's a lot of fucking material to watch, and I get I I get it. It it is the oversaturation is is a problem. So even if you're putting on a great Raw and SmackDown, eventually. It's gonna get a little bit like fuck again. You're gonna, you're gonna run out of things to do because you have you have like four to five shows a month per uh, per brand to put on on top of pay per views. On top of pay per views, which by the way you're doing more than twelve because you got international shit now. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I get that it's it's a lot to do, but again, you paint yourself in that corner. Because you wanted more and more and more and more. And you're talking about 
taking the NXT brand and going to Japan and going to Africa, Africa, and Mexico. Um, yeah, yeah. You just are you sure you want to do that? Because it's it's like look at your issue now. Yeah. I mean, I I admit, like watching NXT UK and, and NXT is a breath of fresh air. Uh, but other than that, it's 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 a bit much. <laughs> it's a bit much, and that is that is before we even talk about the lack of interesting television that they produce, because whether it was oversaturated or not, the shit's boring because it's the same repeated stuff. Like you could turn on, let's say you didn't watch wrestling, you, you know, your old school group. Okay. And you said turn on turn on episode of Raw now and, and and compare it to something that you've seen before. I guarantee you they're gonna they're gonna point at shit and like we've seen this before. Yeah, oh yeah. We've seen this before. This was this was from you know, nineteen eighty seven. This was from nineteen eighty eight. It's the same regurgitated shit. Yeah. It's 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 <laughs> just more disgusting now because it's been done so many times. It's like it's like eating i I'm gonna grow some people out there, but it's like eating something, vomiting, eating that up again, vomiting again. Eating it again, like each time it comes, you know, more and more vile. And it's like, oh no, we gotta keep it coming. We gotta keep it going. It's a perfect segue. Out of all WWE related programming, whether it be on the network or on someone else's network or streaming, do you know what the highest rated show was in the last two to three months? What's that? Talking Snack with Alexa Bliss. Talking Snack. A show about food. Yeah. Featuring Alexa Bliss. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm all for watching that. But. For the food or for Alexa Bliss? Both. Okay. (laughs) But out of all all of your programming, not just some, all of your programming, your original content, it beat out Raw, it beat out SmackDown. (laughs) Like. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. There you go. So I think I mean I think that speaks volumes about what they're putting out there, and it's great when you have stuff like uh, you know Becky Lynch and and all this. But let's face it, it's fleeting. It's gonna go by the wayside sooner than we would like it to, just because that's the way they do things. <laughs> Did they want her to get her nose broke and have a concussion? No. Did they want Alexa Bliss to have a concussion? No. But they, they keep shooting themselves in the foot. They're going to take that attention and run with it, obviously, because that's what they're doing, especially with Becky Lynch. But look what it took for it to happen. It shouldn't take all that to happen. You should be doing that anyway. You know? But instead, you're you're taking your time and you're, you're writing for talent and you're, you're allowing talent that isn't ready to be in the spot that they're in and let's face it, the success in the past couple months that has come from your product is strictly by accident. Yeah. Or involving accidents because your your top talent don't know how to fee, be fucking top talent and don't know what the fuck they're doing in the ring. It's scary. It's a scary it's 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 just a fucking scary situation. It it's a it's a bad ledge to be on, man. And that's, right now, other than the Rumble, like, that's, that's 
the most common thing we have to look forward to now, right now, is like who's gonna fuck up next? Yeah, and how are they going to to successfully take that and utilize the damage control in the right way to get them to the next, like through the next month? That's what we're looking at right now. It's a fucking shambles. I love how with the Becky Lynch situation, how mm-hmm. how Nia Jax can just flat out. Deck her in the face and they get rewarded with a title shot. I mean, instead of instead of just being told you got potatoed, and you didn't, you handled it as you know unprofessionally. Here's here's a title shot at, at their next pay per view. Instead, I, you know, I'd be like, you uh, you you need to get you need to go back to to school because yeah, this shit happens. And you know, <laughs> you you know what, what I would have said to her. I've taken her right in the back and I'd said you. Being a low tier talent, just completely fucked up a big pay per view match with one of our biggest names in the business right now. And that's exactly what she did. Yeah, you are you're going back down to developmental. You you don't know how to handle yourself as a professional because had it been the first time, yeah, she would have gotten a talking to, and then and then we would roll with it from there. But seeing that this is an ongoing thing with her. Uh, yeah, her ass would have been developmental if she still had a fucking job. If she still had a job, yeah. Because, honestly, I don't need fuck-ups like that in my, uh, uh, in my locker room. And I don't care if, if Cousin Dwayne comes knocking on my door. I can tell him <laughs> to kiss my ass, too. I'll potato his ass. I don't <laughs> fucking care. I mean, Jesus Christ. We don't, we don't, we don't need bad talent like that. And it's, it's a shame that... We, you know, as far as Nia Jax, Nia Jax is, is concerned, that somebody who has very few, little wrestling time is already better than her. Because, you know, Ronda Rousey hasn't been doing this for a long time, and she's already, I'm not saying she's great or good, but she's definitely a lot better than Nia Jax. She can handle I, herself. I, well. I agree. She's, she's, come, she's come further than Nia Jax and... In a shorter period of in time. In a shorter period of time, yeah. Nia Jax is... It's just big. And I know it's going to sound insulting to some people, but that's all she's given me. Well, she's that, just big. you got to remember, too, they're handling the, their situations really differently, too. Like... Ronda Rousey will sit there and tell you, I have work that needs to be done. So she goes back and tries to develop. Where yeah. Nia Jax is like, I don't need to do shit. Give me this. And it's like, wait a minute. That's not how shit is supposed to work. Like, like what are you in yeah, this for? Like walking out on the company and yeah, things of that nature. I mean, she's... Again, she's she's just a, a very piss poor talent at best. You know what? I'm all for I'm all for you walking out on a company because you feel insulted or you you're not getting what you want. But the most important thing in that situation is that you have to be worth that walkout. And she's not. She hasn't been. She still hasn't been. Will she ever be? I don't know at this point because her attitude keeps getting in the way. Her her cousin, The Rock, told her if she doesn't like how they're treating her, she should just basically not participate. And so she did. She walked out. She took time off against the company company's uh, 
better judgment and yeah. it hasn't got it hasn't gotten her anywhere she you know it got her her way but that that's not progress in the situation there's there's no real progress in this this is more of the same more of the same shit and and again it it goes to show you it doesn't matter if you have talent in the company it just matters that you have the right people in your back because Again, I'm going to sound like an advocate, an advocate here for the uh, Second City Savior, but what about CM Punk after all those years? You know, had he had walked out, they wouldn't have given him what he wanted. No, because, they wouldn't. Because he he tried. I mean, well, yeah, it took him legal, like actually having a contract dispute to say, <laughs> okay, I will keep you. But especially if he first started, oh, you you know you're you're not giving me what I want, so I'm just going to leave. All right, see ya. Yeah. Goodbye. My how times have changed. <laughs> and then, like, you have somebody who is as talentless as Nia Jax. And, and, and again, I, one last thing I got to say about Nia Jax. Again, I, I understand it's, 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 this is going to sound offensive to some people. And it is what it is. I really don't care. Because it's the truth. She's a big girl that just acts like a big girl. That's all she is. She she wanted to be... They, they did this whole WrestleMania thing where this anti-bullying. You know, she wants to be treated with respect because she is just a big girl and people you know looked at her as as this overweight girl whatever i can give two fucks about what storyline you're going to do you you don't want to be just a big girl russell be be good you know if 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 you don't want to become good and you become just another big big person that's it you know, you have to have talent in this ring. Whether you are, you know, 500 pounds like the Big Show or you're, you know, however big Nia Jax is or if you're somebody small like like, uh, like a cruiserweight or whatever, it, you have to have talent. It comes down as simple as that. Either you have it or you don't, and Nia Jax doesn't. But that's not a Nia Jax episode. Nia Jax, one of the worst of 2018. Uh, but... Let's stick with the with, with with women right now because you know 2018 was it was a another big year for women wrestling in WWE. Again, we talked about the in uh, in uh, last last week's episode we talked about the whole Evolution pay per view and how big of a deal that was. But uh, we mentioned her already, and somebody that is potentially uh, again this is uh, this is taped in advance a little bit uh, you know a little bit of kayfabe there and uh, <laughs> we haven't had the final Raw Women's Championship match of the year so it's either going to be Nia Jax or the current as of right now current Raw Women's Champion I see it staying that way going into 2019 and that's Ronda Rousey uh, Ronda Rousey came in as a celebrity uh, she's obviously from Olympic and uh, more recently, UFC fame to where she's at now as Raw Women's Champion, full time roster member. Though she doesn't really, she's not as full time as I would like her to be, but definitely more full time than another former UFC wrestler that's also a champion right now. Uh, I forget his name though. Ronda Rousey, for me, it, it's kind of had this up and down kind of kind of wave for me. I, I saw it as, as a bullshit attraction that, okay, half run a WrestleMania match, 
that's fine, but what's your long-term game of signing her full-time? Especially when she hasn't been... I don't think she's been pinned yet. Um, I could be wrong about that, but... I see, I see this as a kind of an unstoppable force right now, and we've, which we've seen so many times in this company. And it really makes the rest of your roster look like shit. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> when, this, uh, when this glorified rookie comes in and, and, and runs the table with everybody. And uh, where she is right now with her talent, you know, as far as improvements, like, I guess if you can give it a grade, like, what would it be at, at this point? Is, is it is Ronda Rousey the right champion right now? No. At any point? Not right now. And you know what kills me about all this is here you have a, a, a more than willing soul. She's finally decided, I want to do this. I want to be a professional wrestler. She makes the, the sacrifice and the leap from UFC to WWE. That's a great starting point. But recently she came out and, uh, you know, she has a ranch, a farm, um, animals. Mm-hmm. And apparently one of her goats passed away. Okay. For, for whatever reason. I don't know how or why it died. But she was really upset and... She basically came out and said, like, you know, I miss my family. I miss my animals. I, I want to be around them more, but I'm always on the road. And she kind of called in the question, like, is she really able to do this? I hate to tell you, you can't go into something like the WWE half-assed. You can't. You have a long, excruciating schedule, yeah. whether you want to or not. So you're either there and you do it, or it eats you alive. And right now, we're seeing that. We're seeing it take its toll on Ronda Rousey. For someone who should have been just an attraction, let's face it, uh, realistically, she should have been on the Brock Lesnar schedule, where she just does spots here and there, you know, once every couple months or what have you. So one, so that she could get her feet wet in a more permanent way, and two, so there's there's no there's no oversaturation of a, a performer who isn't ready for that kind of saturation. It's like it's like telling someone you're going to give them something to drink, and you ask them what they want, and they're like, "I'll take a coke." Okay, cool. But then you come back and it's like, not even Coke, it's not even Coke, it's like some off-brand flavor you don't even like. It just says cola. And <laughs> you're forced to drink it at, you know, at great length because that's all there is, that's all That's all you're getting. You know, after after a, a while, or, or not even a while, <laughs> you, it's like, I don't, want to, I don't want this anymore. I don't want it. And that's what we're we're being stuck with now. And you bring up Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey for the end of the year. You know what that sounds like? A fucking train wreck. Yeah. And and I'm not saying it's because of of necessarily their respective uh, levels of performance at this point. 
I think there's a really good chance that Nia Jax fucking hurts Ronda Rousey. And then what? Oh. I, well, that that's finally going to get her in trouble. Because Becky Lynch doesn't I, matter. I don't know. I don't know that it will. It seems like she keeps failing upwards. <laughs> Ain't that some shit, You huh? know? It's like, okay, she goes and hurts Ronda Rousey. Now what? Do they do they work that in the same way that they have done with Becky Lynch? Do they allow that? Or does she get in trouble for, for ruining the golden child? <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see. But I shouldn't have to sit there... And be interested in that when it comes to your product. You know, that's a bad reason for me to want to watch you. And let's face it, that's all, as far as I'm concerned, that's all the WWE has going for it right yeah. now. That's why, that's why whatever ratings they're getting right now, that's the reason why. It isn't because you're excited to see the, you know, whomever face whomever. No, it's because a couple weeks ago or a month ago, Becky Lynch potatoed Nia Jax and Nia Jax answered back. Nobody stopped it, and now you're just taking the damage control and try to make something out of it. I'm not, I'm not mad at you for that, but you can't keep running the company that way. You know, you can't. Eventually, that has a, an expiration date on it. It can only go so far. And if you don't believe me, Ask the guys at Impact Wrestling, Eddie Edwards. Yeah, you know, it. You can only take it so far. <laughs> you can only do it so far, indeed. So, I say, I say enough, enough with those two. Yes. And uh, <laughs> let's talk about something good. Let's talk about something good here. Um, one thing that happens a lot in WWE is face turns, and whether you, you know. Face turns or heel turns. Mm-hmm. We saw potentially one of the best heel turns of the decade this year. Uh, certainly for me, top top heel turn of the year, turn of any kind of the year, and that happened at uh, at SummerSlam, and it happened by, by, via another female that we mentioned, uh, the female that is known as the Man Becky <laughs> Becky Lynch. Um, Becky Lynch went from somebody who was completely underrated, one of the best talents on on the entire roster, if not the best talent on the entire roster, and um, after a loss, because it was a triple threat match, in which Charlotte Flair uh, won the, the SmackDown Women's Championship, in comes Becky Lynch with a beatdown of a lifetime for Charlotte and just like that the the, the the a feud started of course but we saw a change in Becky Lynch we saw a change in her character and her wrestling style she still had the great technical style but a more aggressive more violent style than ever before and the promos that she's putting on anything that happens whether it started off with just being I'm tired of being overlooked and all this shit, which were great, to taking stuff that other people have been through or said. For example, the the 1000th episode of SmackDown, when Edge was on there talking about... (laughs) You remember? You know I'm going with this. Edge is talking about basically, you know, 
you're, you're, you know, you'll, you'll have all this success, but you're going to have it alone if you don't change your ways. And she told Edge to get out of her ring and to don't break his neck this time on the way out. <laughs> I mean, you, you talk about some, some instant heat right there. It doesn't matter if somebody told her to say that or not. Like, that was fucking brilliant. You know, beating Charlotte Flair and then declaring herself the man because the whole Flair thing, to be the man, you got to beat the man. She's the man. And I, in, in a PC role right now, people have a problem with her calling herself the man. It's like, <laughs> fucking get over it. But, it, I mean, it's just, man, it's just, everything that she's doing right now is pure gold. She gets fucking potatoed. Or no, she potatoes Nia Jax and then gets fucking retaliated. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, immediately, she doesn't have to be told to sell it. She just does it. She's still fucking there. She's got a bloody nose. And it's it's just like, bring it on. And it was like, this girl gets it. <laughs> she gets it. And, and and the thing is, too, I have to, again, reiterate here, is that she doesn't she didn't just figure it out. She had it figured out for a long time. But now she's given a platform to, yeah, to showcase it. Yeah, finally. So whoever came up with that idea, hey, maybe we should give Becky Lynch a, a shot here. Kudos to you, but more so kudos to Becky Lynch for running with it as hard as she's been running with it. Because however long they do this, which I hope they do a good chunk of 2019, same thing. I, man, it's working. It is working. It is the best thing going on in the entire company at the end of 2018, bar none. There's no argument you can give me. Becky Lynch is the hottest thing happening right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that is, and, and that's the heel, to, uh, that's the turn of, of, of 2018. And it, it comes during a time where there was a ton of turns and none of them really stood out. But for WWE, again, it's always the greatest and then the worst. And stick with the SmackDown brand to give me, give you the worst the absolute worst turn that we've seen all year. And that is to a guy that please needs to go back to New Japan sooner than later. And that's Shinsuke Nakamura. Good God. The the heel turn that took place at WrestleMania when he lost to... Uh, I don't even know who he lost to, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, it was AJ Styles. There you go. That's how... <laughs> You know, you know the, the 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 match that was supposed to be better than the Wrestle Kingdom match. Oh, good. Yeah, God. Remember, oh yeah. I remember. Remember that people were talking about that shit. I remember oh. all kinds of people giving me shit. This is good. Wrestle Kingdom's gonna look like fucking horse shit compared. To, no. Yeah. Absolutely fucking not. Okay. Fuck right. you. <laughs> I mean, this thing was a train wreck from the beginning, and then, and then at the end, Shinsuke low blows AJ Styles a move. That was such a big thing for him throughout the year that if you buy the 2K19 video game, you want to know what his finishing move is? It's the low blow? It's a low blow. Are you fucking joking? It's a low blow. Right that's now? one of them. Yeah, it's a uh, low blow. Uh, yeah. Like, even 2K is like, well, if that's all he's going to do, because is, that's all he does. This is why I don't have hair. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura, the king of strong style, his finishing move is a fucking low blow. Wow. I can't make that shit up. And that's yeah. <laughs> that's where we're at. That's the, the most irrelevant heel turn I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, he went from doing well, really well in NXT, to being overlooked in WWE. 
You know, you know, main roster. Not to cut you off, but you yeah. know what makes this even more ironic is the, a big reason he got the gig with WWE was because of his performance in New Japan, where he took a title that that was definitely not you know not having its its best days mm-hmm. and restored its prestige which is a very hard thing to do in this industry yeah. no matter what company you work for he was able to do that that is a feat in it of itself and that's part of the reason he got hired by the WWE so here we are not that it was uh, necessarily tarnished completely, at least. You have him as the United States champ. What better way to restore that fucking title to to some hope of fucking uh, prestige than to let someone who's had that opportunity and delivered do it for your company? So they just dropped the ball. Like... He's not doing anything with that. Not anything meaningful with that title. He's just not. Beginning champion. I could give two shits about Shinsuke Nakamura, and that's not how I began the year. <laughs> oh my god, folks! But, his hair is just falling out as he, as he speaks. It is. It is. Uh, I'm gonna start a a GoFundMe <laughs> to save the rest of my hair. Maybe I should just stop watching WWE altogether. That would probably save the rest of you, my life. You know what's funny? and <laughs> You watch more WWE than I do because when it comes to pay-per-views, like, you, you tune in. And I kind of just like, I listen to what you say. It's like, yeah, maybe I'll check it out. Or, or you tell me, like, no, don't even yeah. bother. <laughs> I, and and my, my daughter does the same thing, you know. she It's like I'm the guinea pig for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Cause... But, but I, you know, I, I love wrestling. I really love wrestling. Even the bad shit. And, like, I, I want them. I want them to succeed. You never want a company to fold or go out of business because that's bad for business. You want everybody. Terrible, yeah. You you want everybody to to strive to survive and survive. I mean, let's face it. Uh, we would be talking about a, a whole different landscape for an entire industry had WCW and ECW stuck around. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's common sense. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say it's fact, but it's common sense. Yeah. Logic would would lend. To that notion. And for this to be in, in the boom that it is. Sorry folks. We're again. We we have wrestling on in the background. We're watching Ring of Honor's final battle 2018. Their final uh, show for the for the rest of the year. And um, it, the night has been puzzling with, with the, the elite guys. <laughs> because whatever they're called, yeah. Because like Cody comes out and he still has Bullet Club graphics on his his entrance, and then the Young Bucks just too sweet at each other. Which okay, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, more hair is just falling out. It, it's yeah. like it's like watching it's like the rose petal from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <which> is, <laughs> 
<laughs> as time goes on, they just keep falling down. I I want I want WWE to stick around. I want them to get better. And let's face it, the last time they were better, it was because another company was kicking their ass. That's what it took. That's what it took. Yeah, that's what it took. So so here here's my thing, and I and I've been going. Well, you just said, I've been saying throughout the year, and and you have too, and. The thing is, I don't want the WWE to be like New Japan Pro Wrestling or Ring of Honor or, or the other companies that we watch. I want New Japan to be like New Japan. I want Ring of Honor to be like Ring of Honor. I want WWE to be the WWE. Yeah. Stick with your formula. But the, the, the thing is, is that you ha- unlike the other companies, you haven't found a formula that works. You found a formula that worked in the past... But it doesn't necessarily work now. So change it. That's the only thing. You don't have to be like the other companies. You don't have to be like them. That's not that's not the point. Nor nor should you be like them because then you're just another face in the crowd. Be different, but be you know, be different, be bold and all that stuff. But just because you're different doesn't mean you're good. You gotta find something good still. That's that's the point that we're trying to make here, is they haven't found a formula that consistently works with the masses. You found a formula that sticks with your hardcore dedicated fans that don't know any better yet. But for the rest of the wrestling world, including a good chunk of your, the WWE marks or not former marks, it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's it's time to change it up. And they won't do that, at least for the for, for right now. So no, I don't want the WWE to fail. I don't want them to be like everybody else. It's find something that works for you. All they are doing is something that that is different to, from everybody else. Yeah, you found you got the uniqueness, but you don't you don't have the good stuff yet. You're just unique. You're just different. There's nothing special about you. You're just unique. They have it. It's just not in their major brains. They have it in NXT. NXT is the saving grace of this company. And they have somehow, for me, I perceive it as they have found a healthy mix of like old school mentality in the way of production with new school physical ability. And they have somehow successfully married the two. And again, I'm going to get heat for what I'm about to say, but prove me wrong. It reminds me, watching NXT reminds me of watching NWA in that dimly lit little studio full of squash squash matches. That's what it reminds me of. And, and I'm not complaining. I loved that. It led me it, it led me to want to see their big events throughout the year. And that's how I feel about NXT. They have their one hour once a week. And and I'm only talking about NXT US at the moment. I mean, the same could be easily said for NXT UK. But that's what they do. They give you that one hour. That's all you get. And they make it count. Week after week after week until they have a takeover event. And then that's their major show. And they put their, their all into it. And it shows. 
it's it's come to the point where you have a, a WWE weekend where they'll have a takeover and a pay per view and what have you, and I'm just excited about the NXT takeover. Oh yeah, I could give two shits about everything else. Do I check it out? Yeah, but I'm really fucking hyped and excited for the NXT show, always, because they bring it. And they're not doing exactly what everybody else is doing. They're doing what they do best. So whatever whatever's happening in the NXT camp that is allowing that to happen, it needs to somehow translate over to the main rosters with those performers, though. Because it's not going to be the same. You didn't hire AJ Styles to wrestle like he did in New Japan. Let's face it. You're hiring him to wrestle like AJ Styles... In WWE, if that makes any sense. I mean, for anybody that knows wrestling, that's just how it goes. You know, they, it makes sense to them. It, it, it's funny how everything that I said that WWE needs to do, like they're they're lower tier guys. I figured it out. Yeah, they figured, they, they figured it out. Be different, be unique, but above all that, be entertaining. This is, I mean, this is still. Entertainment, right? It's supposed to be. You, you you don't want to call your performers professional wrestlers. You want them to be sports entertainers. Fucking entertain me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's do this. Let's. Uh, you and I don't have a whole lot of good thing to say. Um, do you have a, like a favorite match from the WWE? From this WWE, year? yeah. Yeah, I would. I would have to say uh, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. At Evolution. At Evolution? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it, definitely a match. And, 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 and man, like I said in a previous episode, I think it was I think it was overkill. I, I think they, they both have enough talent to where they didn't have to do everything they did, but sure. they did it. Yeah. So that's the only thing I didn't really like about the match. Like, they kind of... It was like they overcompensated. But you did bring up a good point. I just hope they haven't uh, painted themselves in the corner. Sure. But, that, yeah, that would be my match for this year. You know, for, for me, I, I, I have to stick with uh, with NXT on this one. And it's a match we talked about last week as well. And that was uh, Velveteen Dream versus Ricochet. Oh, man. Yeah. Another good one, man. <laughs> you know? Fucking great match, dude. I, that psychology. It was, like, yeah. fucking... It was so classic. And you know what? Like, it, it makes me just cringe at the fact that Velveteen Dream is probably going to get called up probably as soon as the Royal Rumble and he's probably going to stay yeah I know I know I feel the same same way you know but he's he's probably heading to the main roster and you know where he's going to be he's going to be on a raw probably jobbing the guys like Bobby Lashley god I hate that I hate that so fucking much but Patrick Clark the guy behind Velveteen Dream all he ever wanted to do is wrestle for WWE. Well, here you go. You can wrestle. Dude, so talented. You can wrestle anywhere in the world, but he wants to wrestle for WWE. Yeah, I don't get it, man. Hopefully, they, the only thing I can hope for is that 2019 is so bad for him. <laughs> that whatever his contract is up, hopefully by the end of 2019 at, 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 at the latest. Uh, I hope that it's like, uh, like one of those wake-up call where it's like, Fuck this! Yeah, I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Because it's it's yeah, he's gonna get treated badly there. Um, 
rivalries uh, of 2018 for me, WWE, obviously Charlotte and Becky Lynch. But uh, I think for me, a top one, uh, even though I felt it got a little bit of an overkill, because, especially after the uh, Alistair Black injury, was uh, Gargano versus Champa throughout the year. Great rivalry. They Those guys absolutely murdered each other in, in these matches. It shouldn't have been done. It, it was done one too many times. That I agree. But I think I think that has to do mainly because of the, the Alistair Black injury. They didn't know what to do because it happened so like short term. They had to do something. Yeah, they scrambled and they they did what they did. That's how it played out. It was... Still a good match. Yeah, but yeah. it was it definitely was overkill. It was it was one of those things where, like, if you did Velveteen Dream versus Ricochet, the next the next NXT takeover, and it's like it probably wouldn't have the same effect. But they probably could have avoided all this if they stopped calling fucking awesome talent up to the main roster so that they could have that person or people waiting in the wings. You mean like Andrade Cianamas? Fuck. Let's call him up and then not put him on SmackDown for like 10 weeks in a row. Jesus, man. Talk about dropping the ball. And even then, it's like, why is he there? Why? Why? Why is he... Why, why is he? Why is he on SmackDown? He doesn't. He's not doing anything. Why? Fuck. Why is he? Why is Tyler Breeze on on, on SmackDown when he could just just sell him to the NXT and, well, and actually well, yeah, have him be a good talent? Well, and and, the, and there's the, that's another aspect of this whole WWE debacle that we haven't talked about is lately there's this uh, this growing trend where they take guys like Tyler Breeze and they put them on uh, dark matches at Evolve shows. Yeah, it's like we don't have shit for you to do, and we don't want you to do this. So go work an evolve show, or an evolve weekend. And don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not complaining. Yeah. But again, it's like they're failing upwards. Like in order to go get a good match and still get paid for it, you have to be in a company willing to pay you that goo gob amount of money. Only to be told, hey, we don't have anything for you. So go take your time and, and use it in Evolve, where basically Evolve's like, dude, fucking have at it. Have the fucking match of the century. That's what we want. Yeah. And so you get to see it. you got to be in an Evolve show for it to happen, but you get to see it. And you're like, motherfucker. Well, well until lately. Yeah, yeah, until, yeah lately. until lately. Which I'm going to talk about that after our next break here. But uh, WWE, uh, that's that's always going to be their, their issue if they keep signing people is... Uh, we got nothing for you. We got nothing for you, so uh, you know what? You you basically get Mondays off. You just work the weekends. Yeah. Thanks for not working for the other guys. Yeah. Now you go know. sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Anderson Gallows. <laughs> Douchebags. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of wasted uh, mo- uh, movement with with WWE. There's a lot of unnecessary things, and very little good things about it. But. Um, do you have anything that you're looking forward to at WWE in 2019? You know what? The, uh, I'm always a fan of the Rumble. I, 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 let me take that back. <laughs> I am always a fan of the potential of the Royal Rumble. Keyword potential. Yes, keyword potential. Because, uh, you know, it, it's come it's come to the point where they have 
they have that that writing staff that books the rumble with certain rumble spots. They become known as rumble spots. Mm-hmm. And they can still be entertaining, but it doesn't always translate over. But I, I'm always a fan of the potential. So I will definitely look forward to January and to see how the Royal Rumble plays out. Uh, I no longer look forward to WrestleMania other than hanging with you guys. Yeah. If if uh, if the fates meet and we get to do that, you know. Um, I look forward to WrestleMania weekend because of all the other stuff going on, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, the whole week leading up to it. You know, the, the WWN Network. Um, Shouts out to Black Label Pro who's going to be part of that Black too. Black Label Pro is going to be there. Just... All these these other little awesome New companies. Japan. All these other awesome companies <laughs> there, you know, it, that's what makes WrestleMania weekend for me now. Yeah. Not not WrestleMania. Not WrestleMania. So. Um, it's like they call them after the end of the storm. <laughs> uh, I, I, I really hope they get their shit together and we continue to see advancements in the women's roster because that's important uh, especially when you have a bunch of other kick-ass women's wrestling that doesn't happen in the WWE shouts out to shine and rise shimmer shimmer like you got you guys want awesome fucking women wrestling go check one of them out yeah you're you're missing it if you're not. And and trust me, minus this whole Becky Lynch thing, it's a better product. Yeah. So, but other than that, no. I, <laughs> you know what? I, you know what? There is something I look forward to. Yeah. I look forward to people leaving the WWE. Yeah. Whoever that may be, because I'm not up to speed on whose contract has this m- amount of time left and whatnot. I know there's, uh, I know AJ Styles has kind of unofficially said the future for him is still uncertain. He doesn't know whether he's resigning or not. That'll be interesting to see what he does. You know when his contract's up? No, I don't know when his okay. contract's up either. Uh, it'll 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 be interesting to see who decides they want to come to the WWE. Um, that's always interesting. There's because, supposedly a laundry list of guys that are. On the, the the target list, but that's all hearsay right now. Some of those guys are under contract beyond 2019, like Shane Strickland, for example, was one of those that names kept popping up. Um, he's still contract under MLW, I believe, through through 2019. That's great. I don't want him to go. No, I don't want him to go either. <laughs> so you can go job on 205 Live, the guy who assholes like Leo Rush. <laughs> Fuck you, Leo Rush. Still not forgiven. I, uh, I I I guess that's what what I'm waiting to see. I, I I love the potential of the year with them, and and hopefully they get their shit together. Hopefully hopefully during the year, at least one point, all the WWE marks and myself will get along, yeah. and not be so divisive. Yeah, you will every Saturday before uh, the NXT <laughs> show. 
No. Yeah, no. They, it, it doesn't they, work that way. They still bash that. They still bash that. They, like, they do. oh, God, they, why? They hate their own stuff. They they hate, yeah. Oh, Jesus. It's like they don't want to watch wrestling. <laughs> they don't want to watch. Why do you watch? If you don't want to watch wrestling. Oh, I, you know, it's like I don't. This this isn't as good as the shit on, on the main roster. I mean, you know, it's not as good as a, a Brock Lesnar 40-second match. Like, come on. Like, why do I have to argue that point? But <laughs> what I look forward to is is not people leaving, and, 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 and it's not just wrestlers. It's, it's fans. Because, again, one of two things need to happen. Either you get better or more people need to just leave your shit. Leave your shit and, just, and call you out on your shit and say, you know what, this, this sucks. And if it sucks, we're going to go somewhere else because I could watch good stuff anywhere else because this is a booming time for wrestling, an opportunity of a lifetime for all these other companies, both big and small, both domestic and internationally. And it's it's time. It's just time. With, with streaming services that are, are becoming more and more of a thing, you know, you get those WD marks say, well, Ring of Honor, they need to get themselves a national cable television deal. It, it hasn't hurt them so far. Yeah, sure, getting in more cable, uh, t- more television and cable, you know, for cable it could be an answer, but they, they have an answer with a streaming service. They have an answer with Fight TV with, with a, in a world where we're streaming. Yeah, Fight TV, Powerbomb TV. Yeah. Tons of fucking wrestling. You know, we're streaming. I don't I don't, I don't know the numbers, but we're, we're streaming a lot more than we were a, just a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. In a comparison to watching TV, I don't know the numbers. I'm not going to sit there and guess them right now. But it's becoming more and more powerful to the point where you probably don't need, yeah, you definitely don't need a, uh, a, a national TV cable company provider new japan pro wrestling is doing just fine yeah <laughs> you know i mean it, so I, I i get the whole idea but that's a very old school mentality you're living in the past just like your uh your your taste in wrestling is living in the past and that's all you're, you're doing um i hope my hopes is that it gets better i i just i don't see that i don't see it in 2019 i still think they're gonna run this, the same plays over and over again and uh, it, it's going to lead to a lot of uh, fourth and longs, and they're just going to turn the ball over to, to the next company willing to to take a shot at them. And you know what? Even even though even though they're they're, they're going to leave 2019 as the richest wrestling organization, we're still calling wrestling because that's essentially what they are. It doesn't matter because the score is getting closer each and every year. And the other companies are catching up at a very quick rate. You're not going to win forever. And especially at this rate. And uh, if you don't agree with that, then you don't know how progress works. And, uh, you know, that's 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 WWE in a nutshell. It's, yeah. it's, it's been, a, it's, I can't say it's been a disappointing year because, again, I had no hopes for them. <laughs> I had none, and uh, I just I look at it this year too. You know, last year I I was excited about WrestleMania. This year, I, I obviously I don't know a card yet, but it's just like 
I want to get together just to get together. Yeah. You know, that's it. I'm not, I have no intention on watching it. I mean, I, I, it'll be on. Yeah, it'll be on in the background. But we're going to be catching up and then talking about other things more so because <laughs> it's boring. It's, it's fucking boring. When we do this podcast, we just got done watching the, uh, the main event for uh, Final Battle 2018, Ladder Wars, fantastic match. I won't spoil bloody it for match. you. Yeah, bloody match. Uh, leave it at that. I won't spoil it for you. And there's parts where I'm, I had to like stop watching it because like I'm doing a podcast. Here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it was it was so fucking good. And uh, that's professional wrestling to me. Yeah, I don't care if it's at the Hammerstein Ballroom where you can fit you know a few thousand people. I don't care. You're not impressing me by doing MetLife Stadium. You're not. No. You're not impressing me at all. You impressed me by giving me the best fucking show I've ever seen. Or or, or at least trying to. But we gotta, uh, we got to take a break. we got to pay some more bills. And we're going to come back and talk a little bit more of 2018. And uh, stay tuned. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? I can't tell you what to do. You think you can tell us what to wear? I can't tell you what to wear. Hell no, I'm not better. But I am smarter. I'll bow to the masters. The masters over at Rays. Rays will hook you up with all kinds of discounted gift cards for your favorite places to eat, for your favorite places to shop online and in store. They have any place you could possibly think of, and they even have discounts on ride sharing services like Lyft and Uber in case you guys need to make it to a show. So hop on over and support the show. Support your 20x20 crew. Visit us for more information. Information on raise and discount gift cards over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise. That's R-A-I-S-E 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise. And we got two words for you. Save money. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again for hanging in there with us, helping us pay some bills. Thank you for supporting the show, as always, as we round out the end of 2018 here at the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. Again, uh, we're talking we're talking 2018 in a nutshell. And uh, we just got finished uh, talking the good, the bad, and the ugly of the WWE. Uh... As always, we have wrestling on in the background, and we are watching War Games from 1988, NWA War, War Games from 1988, featuring the uh, the Horsemen versus who was that Luger, Doctor Death, Steve Williams, and uh, I don't know two other people. I think Barry uh, Barry Windham. I mean, no, yeah. or Windham's a Horseman right now. Yeah, I forget. It's it's been ages. Did you say Luger yet? I did say Luger, oh, unfortunately. <laughs> you see uh, Arn Anderson spilling buckets of blood. Oh, Dusty Rhodes. Duh, Dusty's in the oh, ring. Oh, you didn't yeah. say him yet. He's actually in the ring right now. And he's bleeding as well. It hasn't even been a couple minutes, <laughs> and they're both bleeding. 
buckets of blood. <laughs> you better call me tough, boy. <laughs> All right, Arn, relax. <laughs> <laughs> See, we make fun of everybody around here, even the stuff we like. Again, we're talking 2018, and uh, we we're at a point where we're we're ready to discuss. Some of the smaller smaller companies out there that you and I have um, had the opportunity to view and partake in. Yes. Um, who do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with the, the company that in 2018 became the second largest company, wrestling company, uh, in the United States. Ring yeah, of Honor. And that's Ring of Honor. So... Uh, Ring of Honor, we, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, we were watching Final Battle. Again, uh, we won't do any spoilers for you, but uh, hopefully you've watched it by now. But this was the uh, the final events of 2018. Ring of Honor had had a few interesting ups and downs you, you know, for me. This is usually a, a company in which we, for me, I, I've been able to count on to be like the pinnacle of professional wrestling and not that they have taken a step back in, in their uh, in their product but it shows how good wrestling has been when in Ring of Honor it even seems to be a little stagnant at times uh, not that they've ever been bad this year but there's been times where it just wasn't as good as the other stuff that's out there this company be with even though I say that, this company is still very much evolving in their own right. You know, they, they got their own streaming service that launched back in February, the Honor Club. I do recommend getting that. You know, they um, they showcase not just the pay-per-views, but you also get their tours. Their tours are, are put on Honor Club, the ones that are not being used for television episodes. And uh, you get every single event that Ring of Honor puts together. And you it, it was nice because it was like a very intimate setting where it's, you know, Ring of Honor, if, if they are doing something, they're showcasing it to their fans. It's no longer you have to be there. And, I, and again, I get the whole uh, concept of like doing these special events where you have to be there in order to see this thing. But... With Ring of Honor, I think for the most part, the fan base knows how good the product is. They know that this is a, one of the one of the best wrestling products out there. You don't need the mystique anymore of you have you have to come here. It's you already know. So if you can't be here, if you're a Ring of Honor fan that's let's say based in the Midwest and they're mainly an East Coast company, well now you can watch it all the time. If we're all, we're doing a tour, we're doing the Global Wars tour, and we're not coming to Illinois for this tour. Guess what? You get to watch all four events right then and there. You know, no questions asked. And that streaming service is it started off pretty pretty much it it was just that, but over the past few weeks, or actually over the past couple of months. They've really stepped their game up and bringing you know old classic content in its entirety into the mix too, so they they have a legit streaming service. They continue to evolve with their partnerships in different companies. You know they obviously have the partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling, 
But that's they also have the partnership with CMLL. They have the partnership with uh, Rev Pro as well. And I think it's only you only have more room to grow. And who knows with this new company coming about, which we saw with, with All In, where they could potentially have a working relationship with them too. So there's a lot of, of, of room here for growth still in a company that has already shown so much uh, and they're really they're still they're, they're, they're early stages. I mean, you gotta remember too. This is this company is only on year sixteen. Yeah. You know that's that's pretty damn early. Pretty damn young <laughs> for a company. So to say the sky's the limit for Ring of Honor, even though this year there was times where I felt they were stagnant. I I think to say that you know the sky's the limit is still an understatement, and uh, I, I think it's going to continue to show throughout the year. I, next year. I recently read an article or an interview uh, with Joe Coff of Ring of Honor, and he was talking about the possibility of guys leaving their roster in the in the foreseeable future, and who would replace them. Yeah, and it's it's always been interesting to me as as long as I've been a Ring of Honor fan, which has been what. The last uh, 12 years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, somewhere around there. So it, it's always been interesting to me the way they they stock their roster. Because it's like you have one moment you're watching a bunch of people you've never even heard of, and the next they have become <laughs> indie superstars. Yeah. Like, and it, it almost seems overnight just because of how fast it happens. And then the next thing you know, those guys leave, and you're like, "Holy shit, what are they gonna do?" And somehow they do it all over again. It's 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 really that good. And so I, I never really worry about the roster anymore. But this time around is going to be a little bit different because of all the fucking uh, companies that are thriving right now, and and. The way things have become this January and February, we're going to see a lot of companies try to sign, either acquire new talent or or sign them to somewhat exclusive uh, contracts, just to have like a, a, a working a working roster all the time. And I, I don't think there's that big of an issue with it, only when it comes to the WWE, because they just want to sign everybody permanently so that they're not competition. And I'm not a fan of that. But with Ring of Honor, um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, uh, obviously they've done a few stints with NWA, so that, you know, that is also another working relationship now with them. You know, it'll be interesting to see uh, when and how that continues to develop. I have I have uh, the utmost faith in the future for Ring of Honor. I think I think they can they can only keep continuing to grow, and I, I don't worry about them. When you have a company that again is, is stagnant for a period of time, and they still have the fan base that continues to be supportive, including myself and you, 
that goes to show you the level of respect that that uh, the fans have for Ring of Honor, and rightfully so, because you have you have to understand that Ring of Honor still is at the point where they they, they pride themselves on being a a developmental company, and that's and I've said this before. That's my issue with them. You want to become you're, you're the number two wrestling company in the United States. Act like it. Act like it. Yeah, <laughs> you're not developmental anymore. You're not. You know. Th- again, it, it's it's a marketing thing too. You know, breeding excellence. Don't you're not breeding it anymore. You, you are, are excellent. You are excellent. This is where you come to Ring of Honor not to become great. You be, you, you come to Ring of Honor because you are great. Yeah. You can become great there too. I'm not saying don't develop anybody, <laughs> but, but you know it's it's time to step up and say you know what we're a legit player now. We belong in the same conversation as WWE, as Impact Wrestling, and as uh, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and and all these other major players. We have some of the best of the best. Yeah, there. For let's let's call it for what it is for right now because I don't know the future. But let's say you lost Cody, you lost the Young Bucks, potentially mm-hmm. could lose Marty Scurll. Although for storyline purposes, he won a match that means he's going to be around for at least a little bit longer. Who knows? Yeah, he, he's he's around for a little bit longer than the other guys. And you know, Adam Page, you potentially going to lose him. You're going to lose a lot of guys here. Okay, you know. They're gone. There's nothing you can do about it at this point. They're not willing to resign. So move on. Who's your next guy up? And that's where it's always intriguing. Like you said, they figure it out. But this is a little different because you got to figure out right now. Yeah. Because if you don't, somebody's going to take your spot. And Impact Wrestling, for example, will take your spot here, at least here in the States, where... Before you had a little bit of time because who's your competition? You didn't have competition because WWE was way above you, and then you know and also wasn't paying attention. Wasn't paying attention to you. (laughs) You know, Impact Wrestling, even when they were going through their shit, wasn't paying attention to anything. Yeah, they had their own shit to deal with. Yeah, so (laughs) you had Ring of Honor just had all the time in the world to just rebrand. You know, they 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 lose guys. Oh well, we got we got these, these these young bucks. We'll we'll make them something, you know. I mean, it, it just it just became one thing after another with them. And but it's just it's 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 all they had all the time in the world, and you something you don't have anymore. You have to be quick with it, and if you're not, then you will you'll crumble. And that's where I fear with with them. I I I, I know they have the, the roster to do it. But it's got to be a quick turnaround. I, I love the fact that they are doing business now with Jeff Cobb. I think Jeff Cobb is slated he's, to have one of the yeah, best 2019. He's a beast, dude. Yeah. Yep. Fun guy to watch. Absolutely. Freak of nature in that ring. But um, there's other guys that are out there. I look at and it's like, why aren't they? Why are they not doing business with them? Well, I mean, I don't, maybe it's it's an issue with 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 contracts, but it's or or what have you or. But it's like I see guys like like Brian Cage, you know Pentagon and Ray Phoenix, you know Tom Lawler who had a breakout year in 2018. Yeah, he did. Why are these guys not on your Ring of Honor card? You know, it, it, they're doing all these other shows. They're doing MLW. They're doing Lucha Underground. They're doing small regional or local uh, independent companies. Why are they not doing Ring of Honor? 
why did it take so long to get a Jeff Cobb? I mean, yeah, I get it. Some guys are just not available. Some guys have contract disputes and this and that. But it seems, you know, a successful company will have a next guy up mentality. So if Cody walks out on Ring of Honor because his contract's up, he didn't, he didn't like, abandon them, but his contract's up, well, who's your next guy to replace Cody? Who's your next guy to challenge Jay Lethal when Marty Skrull <laughs> leaves, too? There's there's one move they made so far uh, recently that I don't agree with. Um, they got rid of Punishment Martinez, which I am so happy about because, let's face it, he needs a lot of work. He, he went to the right company. He did. I'm hoping all that NXT magic rubs off on him, man. I really do. But in the interim, they replaced him, essentially, with PCO. Oh, yeah. And, ladies and gentlemen... I mean, POS. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you have not watched PCO wrestle... Don't. Uh, yeah, try not to. But if you have to, be prepared for a car wreck. In a bad way. Like, you can't... Let's put it nicely, man. Yeah, you can't turn away from it. It's just there, and you have to gawk. Because you're like, why are you doing this, old man? Like, you're going to die. And the fact that he's old has nothing to do with it for me. It's it's He's just... He never had talent. He never... Yeah, you're right. He, he never, never He never had enough talent, and he thinks he has talent. And so you get this hodgepodge attempt at, at a professional wrestling match every time he comes out there. It, it, it's it's horrible. Absolutely horrible. PCO. But he thinks he's the shit, man. He yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I do not look forward to Ring of Honor and PCO hooking up, man. I No, neither do I. I think they dropped the ball on that signing, man. Like, fuck this. Like, what are you doing? It's like we had to have a shithead on the car on the roster. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, Breakout star of the year for me, Ring of Honor, Flip Gordon. Oh, absolutely. Flip Flip Gordon arrived in in 2018 for sure. One of the first times we saw Flip was at a Ring of Honor show. Yeah. And I didn't know much about the guy. I knew he was very uh, acrobatic and and whatnot. Yeah. um, My daughter, my daughter called it. She, her and I looked at a... Like a highlight reel of his from different indies mm. before we went to go see him at the show, and she decided then and there that Flip was going to be big. And I'm like, all right, I mean, if you say so, you don't really know much about wrestling, but okay. <laughs> and sure, shit, here he is. He's arrived and he's he's doing very well for himself. He's done it all, man. I mean, he's he's had the uh, the obviously the high spots. That's what he's known for. He's Flip Gordon, he flips, but um, he's got he's got a good technical rec- he's got a good technical wrestling formula that he, he competes at, mm-hmm. and then also too is that he is he is willing to take essentially any bump. I'm surpri- uh, yeah, I'm surprised at that. He's, I, I really am. He's taking some ass whoopings this year. <laughs> oh, Jesus, he has, <laughs> and and bounce back each time. I mean, that the, the the guy loves what he does in his shows. Uh, breakout star of the year for me too, man. I think the overall best wrestler of Ring of Honor for 2018. It it was tough. It was tough for me, but I I I, I actually got to go with the the current champ, and that's uh, going into final battle. Does he walk out of final battle with the title? We'll never tell yeah. you. Yeah, no spoilers. 
Maybe I'll tell you next week. Maybe not. <laughs> but uh, I'll probably forget by then. <laughs> but uh, it's Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal had a... Um, what are you talking about? I mean, he's he doesn't have his dreads anymore, so he's not going to go anywhere. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I forgot he's bald. He's bald-headed. I, for, I forgot about Where is that guy at? We got to get him on the show. I haven't heard from him since. We got to Skype this guy. Oh, my God. I want to hear his philosophy on wrestling. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, Jay Leto, again, um, he does what Jay Leto seems to always do. Continues to be one of the best wrestlers in the company, one of the best wrestlers in the world, and nobody talks about him. And I don't get it. I don't get it either. He like he he performs at the same level all the time, and I, and that's not a, a shot at him. It's like that's he he's he's accountable. Yeah, he's reliable. He he knows how to uh, function at a at a high level all the time, but yet every time you turn around, people are giving him the short end of the stick. Like, oh my God, he's world champion again. Yeah, he's never gonna go anywhere. What are you talking? He doesn't need to go anywhere. <laughs> he, he, he's like, we, we're doing a lot of like uh, sports analogy here tonight, but uh, he's like that baseball player that, that has a high batting average, but has like, finishes the year with like six home runs. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that guy sucks. Like, you kidding me? The guy's batting like, you know, 368. <laughs> oh, man, but he doesn't hit any home runs. It's like, who cares? Oh, my God. The guy's the most consistent wrestler. And, you know, throughout the entire business, and it's just like it's not good enough for him. Jeez. You know, and, and again, I I understand that I have defended guys like the, you know, the Young Bucks, you know, the, the Spot Monkeys, as they're called. But <laughs> that seems to be like the thing that gets over now is, is, is high spots only. You know, let's not forget the, the, the science of pro wrestling because... Jay Lethal was a very scientific wrestler. That's what he is. And again, it's he wrestles the same way. And there's no need to change because it's a great formula. It's entertaining. It's it, it you know, it, it it's uh it, it works. And if you become something else, then he wouldn't be Jay Lethal. Yeah. So I don't know, to me, he he was the best thing overall for me in, in 2018. Uh, man, there was there was so many great moments from from Ring of Honor. Uh, you know, we we got to talk. You know, you know some of the some of the bad we talked last week, and that was the you know the, the Supercard of Honor and, and how especially that, that Cody Kenny Omega match was uh, was kind of a letdown. That, that whole rivalry with the Bullet Club amongst Bullet Club was, was a letdown but uh, overall again I, I think Ring of Honor has a great formula because in a world where we have WWE that does like weekly or excuse me that does monthly peer reviews sometimes twice a month like Ring of Honor does what four or five peer reviews a year yeah and again it's kind of like the whole NXT formula where you know, you do your weekly shows. Yeah, they also have the the uh, the non-pay reviews that are being televised as well. The which were originally house shows, right? And uh, but overall, it's build up for the pay per view, and then when the pay per view comes, you leave nothing to chance, nothing on the table. 
balls of walls like we saw in Final Battle tonight. And, uh, and it shows in the product. It's a good formula. You don't have to have monthly, monthly pay-per-views. It's okay if you do, but make them count. Yeah, make them count. Absolutely. So, um, the only thing that, that I wish, and, and again, I may, I'm, well, I, the only thing that I used to wish, and I, I'm on the, I'm on the fence with this now, is, is, uh, potentially having a longer weekly episode, or weekly show, seeing, seeing that you only have Ring of Honor once a week anyways, but it's just like, it, it's kind of like with the NXT thing, and it's, it, it's, it, it, it works, so maybe you don't touch it, but yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. I just, I just want to see more of it. That's that's the thing. <laughs> you know, I think right now Ring of Honor has the right mentality. If you go through their schedule, you know they 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 only put on a, pretty much a maximum, and this is during a tour of like seven shows in a month, and that's during a tour. Yeah. You know, other than that, they're they're probably doing about three four in a month, if that, and. Uh, that's all they need. That's all they need. I mean, and then, again, that whole revolving door where talent can go elsewhere and be something else. And overall, Ring of Honor's got it figured out. The one thing that I, I, I want them to challenge themselves on more, which I, we saw in 2018 a little bit, do bigger venues. Continue to do bigger venues. Yeah, do bigger venues. And, sure. uh, you know, obviously it's going to start with the Supercard, G1 Supercard. In New York, uh, in New York City, at, mm-hmm. at the Mass Square Garden, but uh, continue on from there. You know, uh, even if it's just, uh, another one more show in 2019, do another show that has the capacity of the Garden, because I, I truly feel New Japan can fill it out. You know, book it, they if they book it the way they've been booking it before, I think they have it figured out. But uh, last thoughts on Ring of Honor? Definitely one more. Yeah. Um, and, and that being said with access to the honor club, I mean, I think that speaks volumes. You yeah. got all that wrestling to, to watch and you still want more. Yeah. It's a good, good problem to have. Good problem um, to have. I hope we get to see their, their working relationships grow to different, to different ones. I would really love them to, to, to get a hold of talent like, uh, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon on on a, a much more substantial basis. That would that would be great. Yeah. Whether it happens or not, the other thing too I want to see next year. I want to see more women wrestling. Uh, yeah, don't don't let the don't let the momentum go uh, go by the wayside with their women's title. Yeah, have at it. You know, keep them coming in, no matter who it is. And, you know, you've got plenty of places to to grab people from. So. I, I, I challenge them to not only to have it because women, women wrestling right now is essentially an undercard uh, attraction for for Ring of Honor. Excuse me. I would really like to see a main event women's match in Ring of Honor. I I believe they could pull it off. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. I th- I think they have they have what it takes to do it. Uh, and um, depending on you know who the champion is, I mean it's it's just. It's wide open right now. It's, it's completely wide open. So that is the one thing that I look forward to the most is that partnerships, as you said, and just overall continued growth of the product. You know, get bigger venues. Do, you know, do more higher impact shows. And uh, and really just 
just book yourselves in a way to where you're musty TV all the time. I have I have nothing but the utmost uh, faith in, in Ring of Honor as they continue to evolve. And I use that term because that's the next thing we're going to talk about is this little company based out of the East Coast, just like a Ring of Honor was, called Evolve. I am so torn with these guys right now. I know, you, you and me both. I, let, let's start good. <laughs> let's start good. It started off Zack Sabre Jr. as your Evolve champion. Right. He went over a year as champion, lost it because that was it for him. He mm-hmm. was done with Evolve for the time being. Loses it to Matt Riddle. Bro. Yeah, the king of bros. <laughs> one of the coolest guys you can ever meet. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Matt Riddle holds on to it for a few months before he unfortunately splits, dropping it to Shane Strickland. Well, we're going to leave it at that for right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Matt Riddle, Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Chris Dickinson, Jocka. All these guys have come and gone uh, in this company this year, and and they're still hanging around. They're still hanging around. They they are. I'm just I'm not uh, I'm not too happy with the way they're hanging around. Now I get I get it. You have you have uh, you're in bed with the devil. <laughs> you are a an official WWE breeder. I get that. That's fine. I thought we were done with WWE this episode. Yeah, well, <laughs> but now it it has become this thing where like half the fucking card are NXT guys. That's a problem, and it is a problem. That's a major problem because now you're no longer the evolve that brought you to the dance. Now you're just becoming another WWE company. And it, it the the relationship is lopsided at the moment. It is unbalanced. It needs to be rebalanced. Otherwise, you might as well call it a day and let Vince buy you out. The whole Evolve WWE partnership would be okay if they handle it the way that any realistic company would do it. I mentioned earlier, I'm going to use this example. I mentioned the Young Lions going to Impact Wrestling. Okay. Before it was Impact Wrestling, it was TNA. They had Young Lions like the Tetsuya Naito and Kazuchika Okada, and they treated them like shit. They were jobbers. They yeah. basically didn't learn anything. Horrible gimmicks. Horrible gimmicks, and and worked squash matches. That was that was that was it. It did nothing for the talent of Okada and Naito. And uh, I mean, it was a blessing in disguise because the Knights was sent to CMLL, and the rest is history. Yeah, the same applies for Evolve. Let's let's say you and I have two different companies. You're the bigger company, I'm the smaller company. Bigger company comes in and th- is doing business, and I'm like, oh yeah, let's do business. You know, your guys versus my guys. Cool. This this is gonna be fun. Okay, one condition though, says Joe. Okay, what's that? All of my guys have to get over on your guys. <laughs> Well, how does that promote my guys? Oh, that's not my concern. Yeah. What? (laughs) What does that do for me? And that's what happens. So you bring in all these guys, you know, Cassius Ono, Mustafa Ali, Fabian Ackner, Street Profits, and every single one of them gets over. They make the 
the Evolve guys look like complete dog shit. And when when they're done, uh, that's, all, that's what you're left with is yeah. dog shit. Yeah. Why do I want to go to an Evolve show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're nobody. You know, and it's it's a shame. You know, Fabian Ackner, who was doing very little in NXT, comes in and now the entire Skulk, including AR Fox, can't touch the fucking guy. Oh, God. He's untouchable. That's like, do you not know who AR Fox is? You know, I mean. AR Fox is like the Jay Lethal of Evolve. Yeah. Guy puts puts in uh, crazy amounts of work for that fucking company. He he is the epitome of what Evolve is. Yeah. And for him to, to go through bullshit like this, dude, he's getting hornswoggled, man. And I don't mean like little person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's it just sucks, man. It, it sucks because here it is. You could have your guys featured and still do right by by the little guys because that's what Evolve is. You know, we're, we we got done talking about Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is the second largest company wrestling company in the in the United States. Evolve is nowhere near that. No, nowhere. And this would be a great opportunity for them to become a little more recognized, but. You're not going to be recognized by just having your guys, you know, the WWE guys there, you know, because yeah, they'll watch the WWE guys, but afterwards they're not watching. So how do you how do you build up, you know, as far as your developmental, how do you build up guys if nobody gives a shit about them, if they're not good enough to compete in the NXT level? Because Fabian Actor destroyed them, the Street Profits. The destroyed opponents. I mean, Shane Strickland barely got his feet wet. Had a great character in in Evolve, and then Fabry Ackner comes in out of nowhere and says, "I'm gonna challenge for the title," and then beats him. And that's it. I mean, he's could he could walk out 2018 as the Evolve champion. The both champions in Evolve could be guys that don't actually work for Evolve. <laughs> That's terrible. That's uh, that's not good book in there. No, you need to you need to take your core evolve roster, and do a lot less NXT versus evolve, and do a lot of evolve versus evolve. If that's what you have to do to keep that company going, to get your to get your guys over, and just put on fucking five star match after five star match, or, or how many ever stars you want to give it, because I don't believe in stars. But put out your your most maximum effort every yeah. time. That's the only way you're gonna survive this fucking WWE breeding. I mean, it's <laughs> it wasn't enough to take Matt Riddle and, and Keith Lee, but you you also got to do you got to do this horseshit <laughs> to them. I mean, I'm glad that they didn't get Zack Saber Jr. Though I don't think Zack Saber Jr. would be dumb enough to go. Yeah, that's true. Um. He's got a. He, he has to know that his style of wrestling wouldn't fit in with the WWE. Um, I'm glad uh, that they didn't get Chris Dickinson or Jaka. You know, there's, there's other talent that have come and gone too um, that they didn't get their hands on. But uh, you know, when it comes to evolving, I look at it right now. You know, Ar Fox and, and Austin Theory. And Shane Strickland, although I, I, I'm still pretty sure he's got a, an exclusive contract with, with MLW to stay with them, 
Um, so that means he wouldn't be able to sign with WWE because WWE, you have to be exclusive. There's there's a laundry list of guys. And, and you know, this is right now an opportunity for the WWN as a whole. You know, because we, we, we can't forget the World Wrestling Network is a, uh, is a family of wrestling companies. Evolve, Shine, uh, Full Impact Pro, American Combat Wrestling, you know, Kaiju Big Battle, and I want to say the Los Angeles area. Uh, oh, no, South, the South area, not Los Angeles. Um, and then on top of all that, I, I, I was telling you before the show that they have on their website a link to a Japanese portion on the same page, and it lists, like, at least five or six different companies, one of them being DDT, which is huge. That is huge. Which... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that yet. But if they are in the works of, of signing international companies to be part of the WWN, it's like if I'm the WWN, I, I gotta ask Evolve, what are you doing hooking up with WWE, being a breeder? Yeah, like you guys are on the forefront of doing something special on your own. Like, don't do this. Don't yeah. <laughs> don't let them come in and raid your talent. Overall, man. I, besides, I was up to like. I would say October. I was I was all about evolve, man, and I still like evolve. I do, but there's you're right. There is something in the air that's a little scary. That it's just like what's going to happen to these guys. Well, we keep hearing this this rumor that keeps persisting about how, at least on the European side of things, where it has been mentioned again. This is just a rumor at this point. But the WWE uh, wants to buy out some of their competition out there in the way of PCW and Progress, for starters. And it's like, if if that's if there's even a hinkling of truth to that rumor, this is what Evolve is going to be up against, being bought out. Yeah. And then what? You're, you're just going to have another completely WWE company. And and there will be a lot lost in translation when it comes to that product from that point on. You know, what will happen to, to awesome talent like Darby Allin? Will they keep him? Will they, will they fucking breed him to be a WWE wrestler? Like, shit like that scares me. Like, I don't want to see Evolve go away. I don't want to see Progress go away. I don't want to see PC. And I don't want to see any of these young, uh, smaller companies go away. You and I had an awesome fucking time at the Progress show. That was a hell of a show. That, hell of a company right there. That, that roster and, and the, the amount of talent they have and passion that they have for what they're doing should not be fucked with in that manner. So let's hope it, it it stays that way. It's a shame that we are talking a negative aspect of it evolved because it was such a breath of fresh air. It was. You know, I mean, I got into Evolve 2017, and, you know, 2018 it was it was absolutely amazing. And uh, it, was, it was that company that you can rely on. You knew that, you know, there was that time of month where you got Evolve for two days in a row, Man, it's gonna be some good shit. And unfortunately, we we had to talk about a negative aspect because you know now it's a matter of 
what does what is WWE gonna do to this place? What what is it? What's next? What's next for it? And it's 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 wide open, and right now it's so damn cloudy you can't see what's gonna happen next, and it's scary. So you can't see. Like John Cena, you can't see. I can't see him anymore. <laughs> Maybe that's how he comes back. That's his one title run. He starts in evolve, <laughs> and he works his way back up from the bottom. I can see that being all the way to WrestleMania. WWE WWE Two K Twenty is gonna have evolve oh, as uh, like the first place you go to. <laughs> And it's like the funny, the funniest thing is that it'll actually be like the hardest part of the game too. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, I gotta fight these guys. I gotta fight Shane Strickland." Yeah, man. You know, Evolve is one of those that uh, was for the most part great. Um, other other companies too uh, that we have to bring up. I know you didn't watch a whole lot this year. Uh, I know they're not necessarily a small indie show, indie company, but Impact Wrestling has had such a great uh, resurgence. In 2018, that uh, that featured a lot of great moments. I mean, they they handled uh, there were some things that uh, they had to deal with as far as certain contracts from certain people that uh, they had a they had to wait out. Uh, Alberto, uh, Alberto you, you know what? He screwed himself. You, you know what? That company, that company gets the tip of my hat for the year because they have been through so much bullshit on a consistent basis. And somehow have come out of it smelling like roses. <laughs> you know? They figured had, out. Yeah, they figured, they figured it out. out. They adapt and it's it's great. I haven't watched a whole lot, but what I've watched I liked. I really did like. And I and I hope nothing but the best for those guys. You got two guys who know what the fuck they're doing managing that place now. Yeah. And uh this whole uh open door policy with the talent is seemingly working out to their benefit, you know. Hopefully, it, they continue to grow next year, too. The sky's the limit for, for uh, Impact Wrestling. Uh, there's there's a ton of ton of talks of, of them expanding more in, in what they're doing. Uh, I know they're trying to look at more pay-per-view events. Uh, whether that's a, a good thing or, or not, as far as pay-per-view goes, I'd like to see more big-time, bigger events. I would like to see them take more advantage of the Global Wrestling Network, though. In that sense, uh, if you if you're, you're you want to do big events, you know, and advertise for your network, put it on there because right now their pay reviews are not put on the the, the Global Wrestling Network until months later. So uh, that's where they dropped the ball. I mean, I get it. You're trying to sell pay per views at pay review prices, but again, we're at a day and age where people don't want to pay that. <laughs> People don't want to pay forty dollars; they'd rather pay ten dollars for a pay per view, and plus, you know, all your other content. So, uh, it, it, again, there's still things they got to figure out, growing pains for sure. But um, overall, Impact Wrestling gets proud for me the the comeback player of the year. Oh yeah, they 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 Ab- came absolutely yeah. They came from a pile of shit to to where they're at now. <laughs> Um, other companies too that, that deserve some props. I, I, I found out about these guys this year. Um, this is uh, PCW Ultra. I absolutely fell in love with that company. Absolutely fell in love with what they bring to the table. Uh, great variety. Um, they uh, 
they don't do shows every month, unfortunately. That'd be one thing I, I, I would hope that they uh, would try to strive to continue next year is doing more shows. Uh, again, one, one, one a month would, would be fine with me if you can manage that. Um, we can't stop without talking about Major League Wrestling. Yeah. Major League Wrestling, uh, in, in, in just a year's time, has become one, an impact player in weekly TV shows. For... Again, for me, very similar to what NXT is doing. It, for, it, for me, it has that same feel. You know, you get you get their show, and then you get their their major shows. You know, peppered throughout the year. Yeah, and they make it work, and they have quite the fucking roster. You know, for being such a small company, they have quite the fucking roster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they a small company that does contracts that doesn't happen. You know, yeah, that doesn't happen. And 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 they started with Shane Strickland, uh, which is why I don't understand why Shane Strickland's name is uh, affiliated with WWE at the moment. But that could that's that's a rumor, so I can't put too much stock in it, anyways. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where these small companies are coming out of nowhere, man. And at least it seems that way. You know, you still got things like Lucha Underground. You still got uh, still got things like House of Hardcore. You've got international wrestling, like AAA, like CMLL. You know, you have... Defiant. Defiant Defiant Wrestling. Please check them out on YouTube, guys. Support that company. They are putting out such a great product. You know, uh, you got uh, you got Progress. You got Over the Top Wrestling, based out of Ireland. That's right. You know, you got um, Rev Pro, which is, uh, again, affiliated with companies like New Japan and Ring of Honor and CMLL. You have all these other small uh, organizations, too, you know, that are affiliated with Impact Wrestling, like a PCW Ultra, like a Border City Wrestling, and things of that nature. And, uh, yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's just nonstop, you know. And uh, it, overall, it's just been, been a great year. You know, a couple more, just a quick shout-out. Shout-out to uh, local wrestling here, Black Label Pro. That uh, absolutely, we saw that we got to see them. That was a fun time, even fun with PCO show. wrestling. Even with PCO <laughs> wrestling, he butchered some shit right in front of us. And <laughs> I man, it was it was, yeah, it was pretty scary. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's, it's a good spot to wrap it up. I guess I before we do that, real quick here, I want to I want to give a couple of like. Uh, I, I guess my fake awards here, for me, I think without a doubt the overall wrestler of the year for me is Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, hands down. Hands down, Cl- a close second. A close second is the draw, Sammy Callahan. Ooh. For what for what he did throughout the year, and it, it, it started mainly with a botch. The, yeah. It started with a botch. He fucked up and he ran with it. Uh, Sammy Callahan had a hell of a 2018. We didn't talk about him very much, but you can't mention 2018 without mentioning the draw. He, besides the WWE and and New Japan, although he was with New Japan last year for World Tag League. Yeah, he was. He's been everywhere. He has. Oh, and my, and my is Ring of Honor. Yeah, he's he's been all over the fucking all place. over the fucking place. I don't know why he hasn't been with Ring of Honor. I, I'm not sure what the deal is there with them. I know he's come out and said some shit, but I you can never tell with with him being. He's a he's an interesting dude. He is. I heard he's a hell of a guy to meet though. 
Uh, it sounds like it. Yeah, like he doesn't. He doesn't say no to, to pretty much anything. Uh, oh, I uh, I challenge you to test the waters with him there. Uh, tag team of the year. Wow. Uh, for me, this is gonna go. Yeah, this is gonna go probably to a New Japan tag team. Okay. Uh, and and I'm you know what I'm gonna go. It's hard for me. I'm gonna say Show and Yo. Show and Yo. Rapunzel 3K. I mean, they've had a hell of a year, man. There's no doubt about that. And their future is like so fucking bright. Although, bright, yeah. if if they do end up splitting up, it's gonna be a, a sad sight to see. Because they they definitely have uh, rhythm and and they they're very cohesive. And I wish they would. If if they're planning on splitting up, I wish they would just wait. Wait like another two years. I think that's going to be the case. I, th- I think 2019 for sure should be safe. But, uh, I mean, I can't speak on behalf of 2020. But, uh, yeah, I know Show wants to move up in the heavyweight division. He's very adamant about that. Hopefully they both go heavyweight. Hopefully, hopefully they both go heavyweight. Um, yeah, Rapunga 3K. I I went I went uh, I went Briscoes on this one because of their their reign with with the World Tag Titles. There's that's another tag team that kind of, with everything being so flashy right now, they they have that formula that works. Yeah. And it just even even though they're not the same crowd pleasers that they used to be for the, for for now at least, they still it doesn't seem like a, unless they let it bother them. They just go out there. Oh yeah. They no. Whoop your, they they, they not, beat yeah. your ass. If they're out there to be baby faces, they're baby faces. When they're out there to be heels, they're scarier than a motherfucker. But either way, they go out and they perform at a high level. Absolutely. Uh, best female wrestler. Uh, before we go there, yeah. my second pick for tag. Okay, let's hear this. It's it's uh, it's kind of a tie between LAX oh, yeah. okay. and uh, the Gorillas of Destiny. LAX has been, again, through so much bullshit as part of Impact's problems time and time again. Yeah. Like, that, the majority of that fucking roster, that core roster that's always there, like, they deserve the comeback of everything this year just because of all the bullshit they've had to go through. But um, you, get, you get LAX who, who get a bad rap. You know, like, oh, man, these guys again? Yes, they're so fucking persistent. <laughs> yeah. They're so persistent, and they're able to, to capitalize on every chance they get. So kudos to them. Uh, Gorillas of Destiny, what a fucking year. I mean, first of all, you know, they're related. From uh, a, a year ago, they were not this cohesive. They seem to be doing everything right right now, including running their mouths successfully. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how you keep up with Tomlin, though. Oh Jesus, it's hard. <laughs> but man, they are really making it work for themselves. And you can say what you want, and I know there are a lot of uh, naysayers out there when it comes to these two guys, but they have it. They have it, and they have it big time. Uh, don't let the uh, don't let the attitudes fool you. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed them this year. But, Absolutely, man. Uh, going back to female wrestler of the year, this one's a little harder for me because, although I do uh, get my feet wet in smaller promotions, 
to me, I don't feel super comfortable with my choice. Okay. But but I will say just because of the amount of stuff I've I've watched her do and how natural she is in the ring, mm-hmm. and this goes back not just this year but uh, the previous year. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Tony Storm. Yeah. She gets it. She's young. She gets it. It's 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 a breath of fresh air. Like you didn't you look at her and you don't expect her to function like she functions. And and I wish I could could limit her to just female wrestling, but she's had some badass intergender matches that will make you think twice about who she is and you're like holy shit she did she did what yeah. against who yeah. you know it's it's been that kind of a year for tony storm and and it, it kind of sucks that she's she's doing big things with the wwe because i i don't i don't want that to happen i want her to have success but just not with them yeah. have her let her have success elsewhere throughout the world Tony Storm was uh, was was a definitely a, a candidate for me, and I was torn between the two. But uh, for me, my my female wrestler of the year is uh, is Tessa Blanchard. Um, Again, having a phenomenal fucking year, man. Has has absolutely dominated so much of her of the competition in twenty eighteen. Uh, somebody that uh, again gets it gets get. You know what I love about her is that even even with the the great wrestling ability she is such a natural heel <laughs> which is which is great yeah because i i've i've uh i've seen her on 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 social media and things of that nature she seems like a very like genuinely nice person mm-hmm. but you you put her in a wrestling ring and you give her a microphone man she's gonna make you hate her and it's like <laughs> there you go you you got it you understand it Let's go and stick New Japan here real quick. Uh, best faction. Who had the most success in your, your eyes? I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say Bullet Club. Okay. Um, they, they've had a lot of success. I think they've had the most success out of any faction. That's fair. I mean, I think it would have been different if you had Jay White lead Chaos away from Okada and turn them heel, like successfully turn them heel, and then they run rampant throughout New Japan, but that never happened, you know? Yeah. There was a potential for that to happen, and it never happened. I would have really loved to have seen that, because as much as he's come into his own all year, it would have just amped him up to 11, and they didn't do it. For whatever reason, they didn't do it. He became Bullet Club. Yeah. I mean, Bullet Club did own... They, they, They've had that the six man tag team titles in New Japan for like actually every day besides one day <laughs> in, in this enti- in this entire year. Uh, <laughs> you know, junior heavyweight tag titles, the the heavyweight tag titles, the junior heavyweight championship, the heavyweight championship, the United States heavyweight championship. They they had it all, and I agree with that. I I, I think uh, a close second. Has to be a group that's severely disadvantaged because they have far fewer well, members, and that's uh, that's Lij. They won the uh, best of Super Juniors with Hiromu Takahashi. They won 
World Tag League with Evil and Sonata. They came so damn close to winning the G1 with Tatsuya Naito. Uh, winning titles in the process. The, the junior heavyweight title. The, had the heavyweight tag titles. And then the Intercontinental Championship. I mean, this is main eventing Wrestle Kingdom and all that nature. You, know, you, have, you have a small faction that continues to hang around with all the big the big boys. And unfortunately, for all intents and purposes, they're going to be down a, a member permanently because it, it, the, the more and more I hear, Hiromu's not coming back. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. I've, so, I've heard Hiromu's, uh is going to be out. Uh, let's just call it indefinitely at this point. Um that sucks, man. I mean, for so many reasons, and uh, hopefully he gets a gig like uh, Chibata has. Yeah, you know, and just run helps run the dojo or a dojo because yeah. that that's a that's a big loss. It's a big loss for them and New Japan. Yeah, you never want to see a guy uh, lose 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 it all over over an injury, and uh, you know to, to have it in a match against Dragon Lee, a guy that's uh, so good in his craft, it's just a freak accident. Mm-hmm. Um, just absolutely, just it, it, it it's mind boggling how fast it can happen. And uh, I remember watching that live, and I just I just I knew something was there's yeah, no way your, there's your no head way. doesn't drag across the. The ring like that. Yeah. It's not supposed to. This, I I don't know how he finished the match. No, neither did I. I, do, I don't know. Yeah, that, I, it had to be all adrenaline. Yeah, man. It had to be. Uh, man, insane, absolutely insane. Very sad news too. It, you know, in a year where we saw guys like Daniel Bryan make a comeback, and whether, whether we like it or not, yeah, it I, happened. I, I like the fact though that he is back, in the sense that he got the least. If this is what he wants. I'm happy for him. Yeah. As a wrestling fan, I think it's shit. <laughs> but well, that's if, another statement. If this is what he wants, if he if he can look the man in the mirror and say, you know what, this is this is it. This is, I made it. I'm back. Because it is a big deal to, for him to come back. I get that part. It is. It is. Yeah. As a, as a wrestling fan, I wish it, it meant something more. But if this is if this is his calling, then then so be it. But. You know, you have the stories like that, and then you have the stories like Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, you have so many of that that we could not possibly cover it all in in one episode. So here it is, 2018. My challenge for you, ladies and gentlemen, is to go back and watch some of the highlights that we talked about, as well as the other highlights of 2018, and make the same resolution that I'm here going to make now, and that is to support more professional wrestling by continuously watching the stuff that we already talked about and hopefully something new. And I'm not just talking about a Cody Rhodes and the elite company. I'm talking about stuff that's already out there, stuff that exists that I'm ignorant to at at the moment and, and want to pick up. I mean, there's, there's so much stuff out there. I want to, I want to enjoy it all while, while still there because nothing obviously is, is promised and, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a booming market, and it, it can only continue to boom if people are are watching. And I, uh, I hope professional wrestling has a year in 2019 where there's enough success to the point where I feel the need to watch it continuously throughout the day, multiple times a day, and maybe maybe even start 
taking up a, a healthy habit of like cocaine usage just <laughs> just to watch it all. Just stay around, yeah. <laughs> you know what I actually want to do for for the domain here, which we do our recordings, is I want to set up another TV so I can do all my other stuff but have wrestling, wrestling on like, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Because it's just like, fuck, I got so much other shit I got to watch and, and do. And it's yeah, like, it, it's, yeah. it's hard. It's it's hard to watch it all. But uh, I, 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 I easily, 2018, I've watched the most wrestling I have in any one year span. I uh, wish I could me. say the same. It's up there for me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. I've, I've not had, quite. Not quite. Not I've, quite. I've had years where I've, I've watched a hell of a lot more wrestling. Yeah, it's it's on multiple TVs, no on less. On multiple TVs, yes. You know, like like days like uh, the day we we're recording this. There's so many. You know, you got multiple events happening at once, and it's like fuck. I want to watch them all. Multiple events happening the day after that, and then the day after that. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's 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 been a great year. And again, ladies and gentlemen, we we can't talk about it all. We only talked about some of the things. There's plenty of other highlights. Some things that we might have missed. Some things that we might have talked about too much for. But that's our take on it, so deal with it. And hope you enjoyed it. Uh, before we wrap this up, I just want to say, uh, partner, thanks for, for an amazing year of, Dude, of doing thank this. thank you. Thank you so much. Man, the, I, the fact that this is like, we're doing this and, and you know, we, we still have rising numbers. And, you know, the goal, my resolution, my real resolution for for 2019 is to con- continue to make this podcast something that I know it can be, you know, get you getting out there more and get more listeners. And for anyone listening, that can they can help out just by 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 clicking a share button, you know, yeah. getting the word out there, man, it, it's so greatly appreciated. I mean, yes, thank you, thank you very much. You know, it, this is never going to be about making money or, or anything like that. Like, can we in the process? Sure, but. I love professional wrestling. I love doing this. I love sitting down and talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. I love, I love talking to all you other fans out there, whether we're bickering about it or not. Or not. <laughs> you know, it's 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 fun because it's it's just something that I, I'm crazy passionate about. And even if we don't agree, you have no idea. For somebody that 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 was the the, the not cool kid for liking wrestling, for having the, these people out there, all of you out there that are in the same boat as me you just you love this like to have that and know that i'm you know i'm not just some crazy guy that uh <laughs> that is all by himself in this world and likes wrestling you know thank you for that so hell of a year for 2018 i cannot wait to to see what 2019 has in store for for us and uh anything you want to say before we wrap up 2018 no not really but you can catch us on facebook facebook.com slash 20x20crew is our page. Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk is where you can come check out our Facebook group. Um, We're on Instagram at 20x20crew and Twitter at 20x20crew so come come, uh, hate tweet us if you you must. (laughs) Uh, Also, uh, you can also email us 20x20crew at gmail.com for the time being. And uh, we're also on YouTube, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube is where you'll find our YouTube content in the form of the following contest where we fantasy book stuff that uh, you probably haven't thought of. At least we hope you haven't thought of. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then, of course, our, our home on the web is always at 20x20crew.com, where you will find past episodes and uh, everything that entails us. So, until next year, that sounds like such an old, like, stupid school thing to say. I'll see you next year, you know? <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, until next year, we will see, see you, you in the, the ring. ring.